Retro Hangover is supported via Patreon by listeners like you. We'd especially like to thank patrons Lyle McCarns, Ashton Ruby, Randall Quiggle, Tony G, Stustil Smash the Milkman, Katie Quigg, Paul Romalo, Raging Demon, JC, Megan Caruso, Mass Keaton, Andrew LaGuari, Ozzy Garcia, The Retro Vixen, Adam from The Good, The Bad, and The Backlog, Lunchbox, aka The Disgruntled Gamer, Disca Jenny E, Rick Firestone, Parallax Puddles, Soha, Dave Jackson, Keith Gasper, Eric Guess, Kayla Jackson, Nomad from The Retro to Wildlands Podcast, Ash Event, Alan Bingham, Storm Beagle, Ryan Player One, Mike the Ref from Backbreaker Gaming, and B Ross from Super Garbage Day. Your continued engagements and generous donations are deeply appreciated. Open your ears and crack some beers. You are listening to the most recent episode of Retro Hangover. Hello, retro and classic gamers. Welcome to the podcast where we ask aloud anything at all and allow Arabian allegories. This is Retro Hangover. I am your co-host, Chris Copleen, with the Nintendo host, Tiger, and as always, your host, Shane Dick Touch nothing but the lamp. I'll give you something to touch. <laughs> if you rub it, it gives you wishes. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> there's like there's like a couple hundred thousand of those wishes in every single drop, so be careful with it. Ah, <laughs> uh, we we do nothing if not start out our show strong. Let me, let me tell you what. They swim strong they too. Do, wow. <laughs> Just turgid. Good word. I like using that word. You don't get a lot of opportunities to use the word turgid. If you don't use those wishes quickly, they'll become crunchy. Wow. Well, hello, everybody, to this Disney episode. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I love Aladdin. Aladdin's really nice. And reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. I sure did like his pet monkey, Abu. <laughs> Unlike the previous conversation. <laughs> I talking about I was talking about millions of kids. Uh, yes, quite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So here we here we are. The the showdown of the ages is finally occurring. Today is the Is this day. something y'all have been looking forward to like for multiple months? I've been looking forward to this for years, Tiger. Ah. <laughs> and I'm going to get into to why specifically why you're on this episode. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yes, this is where we discuss the Amiga and Master System versions of Aladdin. Hell yeah. And <laughs> which one is better? I don't even know if there's a fucking Amiga version. Uh, I was under levels. the impression that I would be here talking about the Jaguar version. Oh, of course. Who who wouldn't want that? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the homebrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or actually the, the port to the end gauge. Let's 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 throw it out of the mix as well. Who doesn't like putting a taco to their face? <laughs> I mean. 
I know I do. Who doesn't? You know, I didn't mean that to be a double entendre, but here we are. <laughs> like in my brain, I was I was literally just talking about tacos because I'm a fat ass, but that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, you know, um, I was going to try to work in some sort of joke about it slicing and dicing and also making Julian fries. But well, there you go. There's the joke. So there you have it. Uh, we are happy that you're back, Tiger. Thank you. Speaking of tacos, ah. let's. <laughs> where, where are we go, I don't where know going what I was this? going. We're let's going to taco about. about. Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is what I would do. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to be. Uh, well, uh, the mediator for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. And just the just to preface this, um, I come into this knowing. And this is what I thought before I started playing it. And I come into this knowing that Sega Genesis was the better Aladdin game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's collusion. So we can just, we can go right off the bat and right now. We'll just, we'll just over. start with that. And then that, you know, that shows you where my mindset is uh, Great. before we get well, started. Fuck me, I guess. All right. Cool. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a good time to put aside the sophomoricness of of this pre-show <laughs> and just explain what is actually going on here, which we've kind of been dancing around. We are going to be debating which game is better between the two Aladdins, the one for the Super Nintendo and the one for the Sega Genesis. No other versions of Aladdin exist in this universe. Just those two games, because we know those are the only two versions really anyone gives two real shits about. Let's, let's be honest mm. here. And to help mediate this discussion, to be a neutral arbitrator, I think that's the right word, arbiter, I don't know, Uh, to be (laughs) a neutral official in this process is Tiger, who's already showed that he is truly neutral because he has common sense. And (laughs) me and Shane are going to be arguing this myself on the side of the Sega Genesis and Shane on the side of the Super Nintendo or SNES, as the kids call it. No worries, Shane. I am the Nintendo host, so there. Uh, yes, yes. There's a balance here. No, no, it's Let fine. It show. You, you've already showed your show. hand. I get it. It's cool. <laughs> More than meets the eye. I can't do that. I don't even know. I tried. But before we get into that, we'd like to talk about what games that we have been oh, playing. Oh crap! Oh no! I always forget uh, this. So- <laughs> Which is great because uh, I'm turning it over to you, Tiger. Right. As as our Nintendo host, you get to you get to go first here. So, Tiger, what games have you been playing lately? As the Nintendo host, can anyone guess? Oh, well, any either of you two? Of course, you're the only ones here. Mm. Uh, mm. What I'm currently playing right now? I don't. I, mean, I don't think I could wonder what that is. is it- <laughs> oh, right. That I. <laughs> you're both correct. That's right. <laughs> Oh, well, I was about to say, like, is, is it Tears of the Kingdom? Are you still playing that? I don't know. Oh, man. I am so glad I am done with that game. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I was going to say Sanic. It felt like such a chore. I, yeah, I am currently playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And I just want to say that I never thought that I could be excited about a 2D platformer, rather, a 2D Mario platformer ever again. After playing Mario Brothers U, which I was kind of underwhelmed with because it was just kind of the same old, mm. same old, same old, same old, same old. And this game like completely turns it all upside down, like literally sometimes. 
this game is like I was so surprised. I didn't expect to be so like drawn into this the basic platformer formula, but they do it and they do it hard. Like I I look forward to playing every single level because I knew that I know that there's something new that they're gonna throw at me. And if you don't know, it's like Mario's in the Flower Kingdom now, and so now they all have all these new characters. They have this prince, like caterpillar flower thing, and all of the the people in the land all have like these like flower heads. Like they have a you know they have a normal head, but their hat is like a flower, like a closed flower. But like if you make them happy or you like spit water on them, they like bloom into a flower, and it's like super cute. <laughs> And like the the thing about Mario games for me is it's always like these special little details. They have these talking flowers that just say random shit as you pass by. Like, hi, you can do it. Or if like a flower is falling from the sky, be like, ah, it's like ridiculous. And I and I can't even I can't sit here and talk about this game because I'm I know I'll spend like 10 to 15 minutes just saying all the different things. But just just to summarize how it feels to play a Mario game, a Mario 2D game and expecting nothing but like the same shit, but to be taken to a completely different world and like to know that every every stage is going to be something completely different to like blow your mind. That that's kind of how I feel about this game. If it hasn't shown, I'm, I'm not completely done with the game yet, but I absolutely love the game. Have either of you played it? I have not, no, although I've yes. heard nothing but like stellar reviews, so I'm I'm going to try to get to it here at some point soon, hopefully. I have not gotten to it, but my son has 100% completed it. Holy crap. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's it's just the vibrant happiness. Like that's all I can really say. <laughs> and like I'm playing like Lindsay, uh my wife is playing Final Fantasy uh Pixel Remaster. She's going through the whole she- shebang. And she just keeps looking at my screen because she knows that it's way more. Uh, what's the word? More happy. Mm. <laughs> it looks it looks very happy. Yes. Happy is the word for sure. Happy, happy, exciting, surprising. Yeah. So that's what I've been playing. I guess I'll I'll go next here. And I, I haven't been playing much. I don't know why. I just seem kind of out of it lately. I did play Spyro and completed Spyro 100% Spyro Year of the Dragon, the third mm. one. For our review crew for the month of October. So if you missed out on that, hey, there's still time to jump in our discord and join whatever game of the month that we choose. I don't know. Uh, real time in real life. We're choosing that game. So we are immediately dating this episode. I'm sorry. But if you head over to the review, if you head over to our discord at any time in the future, we'll have a game for you to play. So come on over there and check it out. But for October 2023, it was Spyro the Dragon Year of the Dragon. And I played through that and completed it and thought it was fine. It was a it's it's a pretty decent game that's ruined by mini games. It's just that the, the mini games themselves, like they either have really horrible camera angles or bad controls or just don't feel right. I mean, the game itself has some camera problems. The camera's like up Spyro's ass all the time. And then when it's not. <laughs> You can lose track of enemies if you run past them. Is is that a problem or a feature? It depends who's playing the game, I would imagine. Fair. But for for the most part, it, it becomes difficult to play when there's a bunch of enemies on screen at mm. once. But for the most part, if you're just playing it as a straight platformer and you're just making your way through the levels, 
it's it's really good for a younger audience. I think they could have a lot of fun. And I played the reignited version. So there, there's that as well. Toys for Bob does a great job of making worlds come to life. I, I can't give them that. It reminded me a lot of the Skylander years that when my kids played that and give me a lot of those vibes. It was, it was fantastic in that aspect. But in terms of an actual game, it's just, eh, yeah. And uh, takes a little too long to 100%, but I guess that's, that's kind of the point. And then I started playing Final Fantasy Origin, uh, the Stranger of Paradise game. Ah, did you kill chaos? Um, <laughs> I guess I'm working on it. Okay. I have to say, I, I love our friends of the show, whether that be Keith, whether that be Eric, whether that be, be Dave. Of course, Keith from the main quest, Eric from Unlockables, and Dave from Tales from the Backlog. Look, look, y'all, I love all of you. I, you, are, you are great people. But I really feel like you oversold the over-the-topness and campiness of this game. Yes, it's stupid, but it's not like Resident Evil stupid. It's just dumb for me. <laughs> I am getting, I am not, I am not digging this. And why is the attack button the right bumper? Oh my fucking God. What happened? Have I been in a coma? Has it been that long since I played action games? Do all action games have their attack button on the right bumper or R1 Dark now? Dark Souls, what happened? baby. What the fuck? Ha- it doesn't work. <laughs> it works for Dark Souls. It doesn't work. Stop it. It's fucking no. No. It's awful. They should feel awful. <sighs> I'm going to try and make my way through that game. Hopefully my entire experience changes before the end of it it's not it's not bad it's just kind of meh but why all right that's that's all i got shane man i don't even know how to follow that up that was that was a whole lot of whole lot of chutzpah um yeah i don't know i haven't really been doing too much honestly life's been life in lately so both my wife and i have been sick with a cold at various times over the course of the last two-ish weeks and that plus just the kids and whatnot is it's a lot so you know haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of serious gaming really other than keeping up with stuff for the show still keeping up on some of my mobile stuff still going strong on necromerger actually i i had to completely restart okay you know what i know they're never going to hear this but grumpy rhino games the people who make necromerger i love y'all and i love your game uh, my wife and i've been playing it for like i don't know a couple years now uh, but why in the actual fuck do you guys not support cross-platform saving? Come on, man. It's like 2023. C- can we do that, please? Because I had to completely restart my game because I moved from an iPhone back to Android for the first time in, I don't know, probably almost like 15 years or something. Um, I'm happy with the Switch. I'm, I'm happy with my new Android, but... I I could not bring my save along with me. And that was the only game I couldn't do that with. We even contacted them via email and they were just like, yeah, we don't have any plans to do that like ever. And I was like, cool. So anyway, restarted that. And let's see what else I've been doing. Oh, and uh, the, the, the new season of Diablo four, uh, because you know, I apparently am a masochist. So <laughs> Back in on that. Um, truth be told, it actually there have been a lot of improvements. Um, I think the game is trending in a positive direction. I've been enjoying my time with season two so far a lot more than season one. So I, I think the devs are listening to a lot of the feedback and they're they're making some smart choices. 
But at the end of the day, Diablo four, as it stands right now, like I I don't think this game is going to be in a state where it is what I would consider to be like release worthy, (laughs) probably until like the first expansion comes out. They they just needed a lot more time in the oven on this one because there were some decisions that were just fucking wild and they've had to walk back a whole bunch of stuff. And but uh, like I said, it's it's getting better and I, I'm enjoying my time playing it, which ultimately I think is what matters. So uh, I'm playing a, a pulverized druid for season two. So I basically just run around and smash things to hell as like a, a big werebear and that's that's satisfying so yeah i think that's that's largely it uh, i'm still keeping up with my honkai star rail which by the way lyle i haven't forgotten you i will add your friend code i just keep forgetting every time i boot up the game but i promise i have not forgotten uh but yeah man that's that's kind of it for me not not a whole lot going on right now although i am prepping to dive into a couple of games for the show because we have some episodes coming up before the end of the year that that I need to put some time into. So that's that is on the the horizon as it were. Time, the thing we all have. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, especially going into the holiday season. <laughs> Shane, were you on Android prior to iPhone? I was. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, welcome back to the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I first got a smartphone, when I I finally swapped over from like a, I think I probably still had a razor or something, which for the record were great phones. Yeah. I started with Android and I was with it for a pretty decent chunk of time. And then I ended up swapping over to, to the, the walled garden that is Apple. And honestly, <laughs> for quite a while, I was happy with it, but it just got to a point where I was just kind of sick of dealing with Apple's bullshit. Like I, I don't ever want to have to set foot in a genius bar for the rest of my days on this planet if I can help it. Well, I'm happy that you left Apple because I have been Android now for a while, and I have to say, uh, a- Android Master Race—is that how it goes, or is that just for PCs? I have no idea. I mean, that probably works. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to be reading the brief history here. I, I have a strong feeling about this. So, mm. Shane, yes, why don't you give a brief intro to to my brief history? Oh. Well, all right, since you asked, that's not fucking awkward at all. Hey, Chris, how how about you go and give the peoples at home a little brief history about the the two the two Aladdin games? Thank you, Shane. I'd never thought you'd ask. I'm not up my ass enough to ask you. Let us show you a world where we didn't just have good license games, but two license games that are completely different, but are based off the exact same property and released at about the same time. These games are about Disney's Aladdin, released on November 25th, 1992. It was another one of the smash hit fully animated films during Disney's animation renaissance. While Disney games were no stranger to quality titles, We even have a whole episode about that, by the way. Go back and check that out. Getting into the mid-90s, the era of quality licensed games overall had begun to sour a bit. So getting two at the same time, and one being a major success, was something of a special occasion. 
The story begins immediately after the film came out, and it was time to make games. Sega and Capcom got a license to make a game based off of the movie, with Sega naturally making a game for its Genesis and Capcom for the SNES. For the SNES, the story is a bit straightforward. Much like Goof Troop, go check out that episode, Capcom gave the game to a team that included a pre-Resident Evil Shinji Mikami and just went to work making a quality Capcom experience. Sega's experience was a tad bit more tumultuous. Sega would hand the reins over to Blue Sky Software, whose previous experience was with another Disney title, Ariel the Little Mermaid. While Blue Sky had started development and had made progress, most of their attention, and Sega's, was firmly placed on Sega's other big licensed game, a little title known as Jurassic Park. Because of this, a small team, estimated to be about eight people, was tasked with making the game which resulted in progress being slowed. While the team was satisfied with how the game was going, Disney was upset with how the timeline was looking. The dissatisfaction was amplified when compared to how smoothly progress was going over at Capcom. Disney subsequently removed Blue Sky from the project and began searching for a new developer. At the 1992 Consumer Electronics Show, Disney producer Patrick Gilmore met with David Bishop, the design director at Virgin Games. Disney had already agreed to let Virgin work on another one of their franchises with The Jungle Book and was actually inspired by the follow-up to MC Kids, Global Gladiators. After the cancelled Blue Sky effort, Gilmore would reunite with Bishop after Virgin pitched a game to Disney called Dino Blaze. Given the opportunity to use Disney's own animation, Bishop was asked to make a short demo to obtain the Aladdin license. Bishop assembled a team, and then after going through a massive crunch session for a few days, created a product that would convince Disney to follow through on their promise. While Sega still had to be in the mix due to contractual obligations, they would prove to provide no role in development at all other than in marketing and distribution as a result of several negotiations with Disney in their favor. Because of this, Sega would ultimately make no money from the release. Both games would come to market essentially worldwide in November of 1993, almost a full year after the theatrical release. In North America, the Genesis version, despite all of its developmental hiccups, would arrive slightly earlier on the 11th, with Capcom's Super Nintendo version arriving on the 23rd. Critically and commercially, both games would achieve great success. Both games received high praise from critics, most of which would be in the 90th percentile, with both being called among the best in each system's library. And while both experienced great commercial success, one game certainly experienced that success on another level. The Super Nintendo game sold 1.8 million units in its lifetime, that's no slouch at all, resulting in the game finishing as the 26th best-selling game for that console. However, the Genesis version crashed the retail market, selling over 4 million units, resulting in the game being the third best-selling game for its console, only behind Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. In its wake, 
there has been a prevailing conversation of which game has stood the test of time and is actually the better game. While a lot of it seems to be Nintendo fanboys not allowing themselves to accept that Sega got the win, do their arguments have merit? And that's what we're going to find out today. And that is your brief history of Aladdin. I just feel like there's a severe lack of impartiality in this brief history. Just a little bias, I think. <laughs> I don't know. What you're, I don't. I don't think so. I think <laughs> this is straight down the middle. I think uh, when all facts are considered, uh, what you could find, this is the best telling of of the story for Aladdin for the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah. Sure. Hey, I mentioned Shinji Mikami. What else do I need to say? I mean, it just sounds to me like, you know, there was a very tumultuous development cycle. It seemed like nobody wanted to really touch it. I don't know. Things were real smooth over at Capcom. Yeah, because you just give them a game and they they put them in a sweatshop and they just go to work. They don't don't ask questions. Hey, listen, man. Sounds pretty terrible. All I am concerned with is results. I know. And that's why in the credits of the Super Nintendo Aladdin game, the first name you see is Salary Man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is true. <laughs> Followed by Boo Boo Boo. <laughs> I love Japanese game pseudonyms. It's entirely <laughs> shitty, the reason behind them, but I, I get a kick out of them. Like the ones that say F F U K U. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, it's just, it's an homage, you know, to like the NES era, like Castlevania, where we, to this day, yeah. will never know who actually worked on that game. <laughs> it's great. It's so awesome. Christopher B didn't make didn't make the game. I mean, apparently not. I don't know. You know, it's it's anybody's guess, really. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, uh, it is. Uh, I guess we got to start talking about our personal experiences with mm. this. And and Tiger, I, Tiger, I don't think you necessarily have to moderate here because I do think you have personal experiences with these games. I have a I have a feeling. And oh, since you are the moderator, yeah, for this episode, <laughs> I think it would only be fitting if you talked about your own personal experiences here first. For sure. So um, I didn't expect to be asked this, so I wasn't ready, but <laughs> uh, I played both of these games. I didn't own a Sega Genesis, uh, but the the first impression on the Sega Genesis version was, oh, my God, this looks so much fucking better than the Super Nintendo version. And it's like I, I, I'm pretty sure that I rented the Super Nintendo version on a, the, more than once. Um, so I was quite familiar with the game at the time. Um, I just remember being kind of jealous that Sega Genesis looked so much better that that was the version that I really wanted to play. And I had a friend across the street from me who had a Sega Genesis and he also had Aladdin. I remember playing over his place and I pretty much only got to like the second level. I don't think I got any further than that, but I remember it being very iconic for being the the magic carpet level where you're like avoiding the big rocks and trying to get out of the cave of wonders. Oh yeah. And then I remember playing that version on the super Nintendo and being disappointed that it wasn't the same version. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it later, but this is still my childhood. My personal experiences. I, that's pretty much how it felt. I didn't have like the whole like, oh, this is a Capcom game. So I like Capcom games. I didn't see it as that. I saw it as like, how come I don't have a sword? What the fuck? Sega Genesis. I have a sword. Like I'm throwing apples at people and they did it. The you know Genesis version. But that's all I had. 
And then I'm jumping on them. Like I used to piss me off that I throw the apple and they get stunned. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that pretty much gives my uh, personal experience. Like I was just very like underwhelmed by the Super Nintendo version. Um, although I had since I had the Super Nintendo version, that's the one I played the most. All right. Thank you, Tiger. And like you already said that you thought the Genesis version was was better going into this as your role as a moderator and not playing it before. That's awesome. Like and you did play the Super Nintendo version. I think that that's going to lean heavily into where our final thoughts go at the end of this episode and, and the decision here. For sure. Ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, that you'll have to do the tie break on, which I'm I'm sure is going to go very well. So I have to I'll, I'll roll into mine here. My, my own personal experiences. I had the Genesis Aladdin game. I think I got it when it came out. I don't remember asking for it. I don't really remember how I got it, uh, but I did get it. And I remember playing the absolute dog shit out of it. I, I played that game like a lot. It was definitely a game I spent a ton of time with, got really good at and <laughs> really enjoyed. Uh, it was something that I, I would talk to friends about. Oddly enough, for four million copies, I had other friends that owned the console. I don't really remember a lot of other people owning the game except for me. And this was in an era where you definitely know if your friends owned the game. I, I remember being the only person I think that owned it. Maybe a couple other people at school, like none of the neighborhood kids. Very strange, especially when you compare that to stories of like Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat. But I think those games sold a little bit more than Aladdin. Well, not for the Genesis, oddly enough, which is weird. But um. Yeah, that that Aladdin was a massive one. Now, when it came to the Super Nintendo, that that story is a little bit more interesting because the first time I played the Super Nintendo game was when I went out to a friend's house for spring break. Uh, my friend had, who I went to elementary school with for a few years, and I lost contact with him after this because, as you would in the pre-internet era, he moved out to California. Uh, he moved out to Anaheim specifically. And my dad thought it'd be a great idea to send me off by myself to Anaheim and spend the week with his family where we, we had a great time with like Disneyland and Universal and stuff like that. But I remember that one of the games that he had, he had a Super Nintendo and one of the games was Aladdin. And we played quite a bit of Aladdin on the Super Nintendo. And that's when I realized that this is quite a different game. Like this is not the Aladdin I'm used to, but I had a good time with it and I'm not here. And despite whatever I'm going to say here in the next hour or so, hopefully not hour, but probably hour, uh, I think Aladdin is a good game for the Super Nintendo. Cars on the table. I think it's a fine game. Uh, I, I do think the Sega Genesis version is better, but I've had a lot of fun with both. And I'm looking forward to explaining why I think the Sega Genesis version is better. Now, when it comes to you, Tiger, when it comes to you, uh, I remember having this discussion about this game specifically. <sighs> How long has it been? This has to at least been. What is it? Oh, like seven years ago with me. Yes, with you. Okay, it was at Video Game Rescue's second anniversary or something like that of them opening. And I remember having a conversation with you. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Maybe Uh, we were we were. Yeah, we we were discussing it uh, somewhere around somewhere in the store. I think it was over to the corner of the store right now where the door to the arcade would be. Yeah. Yeah, so we were just we were talking over there for some reason and we were having a conversation about how all like you believed that all Super Nintendo versions of games were superior to the Genesis version. And I said, that can't be true. I, I can think of a couple. And you said, well, well, what what Genesis game is better than the Super Nintendo one? I said, well, Aladdin, 
for the Sega Genesis. And you're like, no, I think the Super Nintendo version is better. I'm like, I don't think so. And you're like, I, I think a lot of people think that too. I'm like, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, huh. So today, when, when you came out and you said you thought the Genesis version was better, I, I'm getting excited because maybe <laughs> well, that was just a different time. I, but but now I'm now I'm excited no, because something well, has changed. I, think I don't remember exactly <laughs> when you said it like that. I don't feel like I would have said it that way. But I do. I do. <laughs> well, probably not. I'm paraphrasing. I do Tyler. understand that more people believe that the Super Nintendo version is the better version in comparison. Um Okay. Yeah, uh, but I always believed that the Sega Genesis version looked better. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. We'll definitely get to that in graphics. 100%. For sure. But that that's that's the conversation I had with you. So oh, cool. I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy to hear that either your mind has changed or I misunderstood. He's been keeping you. it that, with that him. Puts a smile to use it against me on my face. <laughs> I have. I have been waiting all this, yeah, this time is like a to politician to that story Twitter tiger. scenario. It's like. <laughs> We dug up this thread from 10 years ago. <laughs> Got you. No delete mm-hmm. button kind of. on his brain. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, enough about my stories here. How about your own, Shane? I would just like to go on record that I think y'all are both insane saying that the Genesis mm. version looks better. I think it looks like hot trash, but all right, that's cool. What? <laughs> what? Uh, so that's fine, but... My personal experience, uh, completely not biased and definitely not taking jabs when I can take them, because apparently I am outnumbered here, which is fine. It's fine. We're supposed to have an impartial judge, but I see how it is. So I very impartial. He's the best. Yeah, he's yeah, it's tremendous. I've been told he's the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Now, my personal experience is exclusively (laughs) with the Super Nintendo version, because as as anybody who has listened to the show for any length of time has probably heard, I was in fact a Nintendo boy growing up, and so I had just exclusively Nintendo consoles until I went PC Master Race for many a year and did not return to the console scene, uh, hell, probably until getting like a Xbox 360, I think. It was, it was quite a while. Uh, no, I take that back. The Wii, the Wii was the, was the comeback. So still Nintendo, but at any rate, um, I would, I went from, you know, uh, NES to Super Nintendo to N64. And so Aladdin, I was a huge Aladdin fan uh, of the movie growing up, like uh, of the movies that I watched regularly as a child, uh, Aladdin was not even probably it was my favorite i watched the absolute shit out of that vhs i'm surprised it didn't get worn out uh so i have a lot of personal attachment to it and of course when you know i learned that there was a super nintendo aladdin game i had to have that so um i ended up getting it and i have played that game start to finish much like turtles in time or contra 3 more times than i can count um and it's funny because I, I threw it in because I still have my original cartridge and my original Super Nintendo. Um, it's yellowed as fuck, by the way. So I should probably look into getting that, sp- sp- you know, spruced up. But uh, but I threw that cartridge in again, and sat down and I was like, you know what? This is I remember some parts of this game being a little challenging. So I might be rusty, especially that that carpet run. And uh, <laughs> no, no, I 
I, it was just like riding a bike, man. Like I just got back in there and I blasted through that game in about 20 something minutes. And, uh, it felt good. It felt good. But yeah, that, so that's, that's kind of the gist of my personal experience. Uh, truth be told, I had not even ever seen anyone play the Genesis version growing up at all. I, I did not know anybody who had it or if they did, they never mentioned it. Uh, so I was, my experience was exclusively with the SNES version and it wasn't until much, much later that I, uh, got to experience the, the Genesis version of the game. So, you know, that, that may color my perception a little bit, maybe just a yeah. tad, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Because I, I am completely neutral having almost exclusively played the Sega Genesis. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is that what, that's how we do this. Objective as possible. Of course. All right. So, Tiger, I'm going to ask you to get into moderator mode and keep us honest here. Oh, I'm here, Make baby. Make sure that we like, do no low blows. I've, uh, I've played both and uh, I've, I've experienced both. So I'm uh, well-rounded, well-versed. Uh, all right. Uh, both of you stay in your corners. Uh, <laughs> I don't want any uh, dirty stuff. No low blows. You know how this goes. If I do a low blow, it'll be tasteful. <laughs> Delicious. I don't, it's like, I don't, how, how does one do that exactly? Professional wrestling. You need to watch it. Oh, You'll okay. Know. The, the tasteful low blow. Okay. That's, that's new to me. Yes. Have you ever like, okay, you probably haven't seen this, but like in Japanese professional wrestling, I, I've, no, I know I've seen the this multiple times. No. I can't tell you. Whatever you're about to say. I, okay, haven't I know you haven't seen this. Okay. Well, there's this move. Where I, I don't know if this New Japan, All Japan or some subs, like side kind of comedy act might be the latter, but there'll be a move where the guy will grab the guy's crotch and try to do a low blow. And the guy will then do a a uh, arm arm drag tackle or, or an arm flip or whatever the move is called with his crotch and then start taking out everyone who tries to grab his crotch and and do like body throws and body slams. With, with this crotch. That sounds very Japanese. I just feel like <laughs> there was way too much crotch involvement in everything that you just said. I just want to. I don't. I don't want to make so. it clear. I could have used other words. That the metaphor for that is legal. Whatever that is. Yes. As, I mean, that if you're allowed. doing a blow with your cock, it's better than a, a, a cock blow. <laughs> cock blows are illegal. A cock blow. That means the cock is making the blow. That is legal. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad we've cleared that up. Speaking of cock blows, we're going to move on to the plot and writing <laughs> of, of both of these games because they are slightly different. Yeah. So, uh, oh, oh, this is this feels good. Hey, Shane, Hi, let's yeah. start with you on the, on the plot and the writing. I want to know what your uh, thoughts are on the plot and the writing of the Super Nintendo version. This is why we're doing it, right? We don't let y'all fight over your yeah. your yeah. belonged. Okay, cool. Let's do that. Uh, all right. Well, so, uh, in the sake of full, definite impartiality, I will say that having gone back and replayed the game again, since I haven't actually picked it up in probably a good 10 plus years, uh, it follows the story of the, of the movie pretty well up until about when Aladdin meets the genie. And then it just fucking goes off the rails. <laughs> like 
they were just like, you know what? We we don't have enough material in the movie to to pad out this game for another like couple of stages. So let's just start making shit up. And so they're just like, yeah, man, he meets the genie and the genie's like, you, you never had a friend like me. And also, why don't you come on into my land? Because it's wild in here. And I was like, wait, I don't, what the fuck? Like, I remember the stages, but I forgot just how, like, completely divergent the story of this game goes. And so, like, we'll talk more about it during the the gameplay section and what have you. The levels themselves, I think, are actually really well implemented. But from a story perspective, they just they just did their own thing. They they were they were like post books Game of Thrones where they're just like, I don't know, fucking he's in the lamp. And that worked out. And then after you escape the lamp and you you get out of the the cave of wonders, you're flying out as they do in the movie. But oh, but oh, no, Abu, the little (laughs) scamp, can't can't sit still because he's got the ADHD, you see. And so he falls off the carpet into a pyramid because that's also a thing that definitely happened in the movie. I definitely remember that pyramid. And so, uh, yeah, so Waladin has to go into a pyramid and track down Abu, who I guess somehow got mind controlled by something. It's not exactly clear. And, and then, and then he, you boop him on the head when he's inside a little Pharaoh bust and he seems like he's entranced by something. And, and then every, then after that, everything goes back to normal. Then it's like, I could show you the world and also Jafar's kind of douche and that's the end. So <laughs> it, it takes a wild left turn and, and then gets back on track. But um, you know what? I think as far as like artistic liberties are concerned, uh, I feel like they did a pretty good job, at least at least with the lamp level. I'm not a huge fan of the pyramid level. I'm going to be honest, but that lamp level is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And uh, um, well, I'll talk about that during the gameplay. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. it pretty much uh, almost stuck to the story. And I'm actually wondering how uh, Chris is going to uh, make his comparison to the movie story. So let's let's hear mm. let's hear the Sega Genesis version of the plot writing. So I, I've got to give. I have to give credit where credit is due for the Super Nintendo. I think the Super Nintendo actually starts out stronger. I think that the intro that they have that plays during the beginning credits sets up the scene nicely. It comes straight from the movie. You see Jafar bring a thief over to the the tiger cave and the tiger cave eats the thief. And he says, I got to go find another dude. And that dude was Aladdin. Excuse me. That is the cave of wonders. Thank you very much. Tiger cave. I don't remember these movies. AKA the dude. (laughs) It's tiger's cave. Tiger's Tiger's cave Cave of wonders. Oh, to the dude. Right. Yeah. So I I will say that it starts out better. However, when you start to go further than that, I mean, they pretty much go one for one. But one Mm -hmm. thing I do appreciate about the Sega Genesis mode and what it tells its story is that it has these little segments in between the levels, much like the Capcom game does on the Super Nintendo. And they actually have character vignettes. Characters have agency. Characters say things. You get to find out their motivations a little bit better. And it's telling a story in a video game like you may not have played the movie. Whereas the Super Nintendo version is almost very dependent that you have, even though it kind of streamlines it in these little segments. 
It gets very direct and to the point. It doesn't add a lot of flavor. And I like that flavor. And guess what? The Genesis version goes into the lamp too. I think the Genesis lamp levels are better. We'll save that for gameplay. And overall, I feel like the plot moves more briskly. It's more action focused in the Sega Genesis game, which is why you are coming to a video game. You're looking for a video game experience. You want to feel like you are Aladdin running through the streets, slicing people with your sword, much like you did in the movie. Do you remember Aladdin's sword? <laughs> that was a great sword. <laughs> I like, what are you talking that, about? That little, <laughs> I think that that little but significant addition with Aladdin's sword, which he did not have, is one of those story liberties that is taken that actually fits the world quite well and does explain why you'd be fighting enemies other than jumping on them. I think that's really well. And you can kill enemies with your apple instead of just stunning them. Again, this is more gameplay. But in terms of the story implementation, <laughs> how it is applied, I think the Genesis version is is more faithful in that aspect and, and closes more and closes more faithfully and everything like that. Well, probably doesn't close faithfully faithfully. I do have to. OK, I will give the Super Nintendo credit. <laughs> it does start better and it ends better. Could, could you could you please like um, elaborate a little bit on meeting Jasmine and uh, how that comes <laughs> to fruition in the story of Sega Genesis? They they just tell you what happens because uh-huh. yeah uh, that's all you really need to know. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. So that's all you really need to know. But we just got done hearing yeah. you talk about how you're like, oh well, you know, the Super Nintendo versus <laughs> it just assumes that you know all this stuff. And why would it assume yeah. that? And blah 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 blah. But you're saying it's fine that you know, right. like the the Genesis version just assumes that like you'd know all the details of like how they met and all that stuff. That that but that part's fine. It was a it was a big movie. Why don't you know, Shane? Oh my god. <laughs> but I'm debating with the, the fucking poli sci major. This is a losing proposition. You're right. I'm loving um, this. It it kind of excludes some things. Uh but I will say the flavor added in those scenes. I think the story, the plot, the writing, I think it is better in the Genesis version. I do think that you're right. The Super Nintendo does tell the story of the movie a little bit better. I will admit to that. I'll concede that. But the actual writing itself and how it applies to the actual game flow, I do think the Genesis version tells that story slightly better, even if it doesn't completely make sense. (laughs) Much like the Super Nintendo version. As a neutral party, let me uh, go ahead and throw in my two cents here. Mm. So I do believe that if we're comparing uh, the game to the movie, the Super Nintendo one probably is the more accurate one. The Sega Genesis did want to take a little bit of a curve here. Uh, As you see in the movie, Jafar had the scarabs to put together to make the Cave of Wonders, if I remember correctly. But in the Sega Genesis version, they're like, no, some you need to go find the scarab ones in the desert and the other ones held by this good level. random guy in Agrabah, which is another reason for you to revisit the level uh, again. Uh, so uh, and then as you're getting arrested after already meeting the old man, because you meet him in the prison in the in the in the movie. But in the, the Sega Genesis version, they're like, nah, Jafar is just. Turn into the old man, and then he tells you how to get the scarab, and then you get the scarabs, and then you get arrested, and then the princess shows up out of nowhere. Hey, you let this man go, and then they're like, "Nah, you got to talk to Jafar, baby." And uh, <laughs> yeah, so and then all of a sudden, Aladdin's like, "Hey, what up, baby?" 
And but she, but he can't. So all he can think about is Jasmine while he's sitting in the prison cell. And and then somehow the the prison cell turns into this like elaborate, you know, labyrinth of balls and bricks and we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but uh if you if you ask me, it does seem that the Super Nintendo one is a little more cohesive. Uh not only in the the telling of the story. I don't think you had to know the movie. I think if you watched that whole bitch on the Super Nintendo, you wouldn't even have to watch the movie because it was so perfect in telling everything that happened. As opposed to the Sega Genesis one, it was a little um it was missing things here and there. But they but they 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 used some tape and they put it all back together again. That's kind of my opinion on the two <laughs> stories. Uh, uh, do y'all have anything to like mention about my yeah, I descriptions mean, here. you know, I just you with the Genesis frame, you just you miss out on that real great moment, you know, where the, the Aladdin and Jasmine, Aladdin is like, hey, hey, oh. baby, I haven't showered probably in ever, but you want to come <laughs> up to my hovel? Yeah, he gets the kiss in the Sega Genesis version. So that's definitely something. He does. Oh. He does get the kiss yes, in the Sega Genesis for sure. version. Yeah, for sure. But the Super Nintendo version, he gets to fly on the carpet. True. We'll talk about we will talk about that in the, the next segment. Oh, <laughs> I cannot wait. Yes. I cannot wait. Uh, how do y'all want me to do this? Do you want me to like pick one between the two for each category? Or do we just save it to the end? I don't even I, I think you, keep a running total in, in your own mind and then let us know what you think of our arguments at the oh, end. Oh, perfect. You're, you're, you're gonna okay, uh, I'll yeah. just mm. save it to the end then. Oh, OK. 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 We'll do this. All right, so let's so let's move on to the gameplay while we're at it. So um, we started with Shane last mm. time. Uh, let's start with you, Chris, on uh, the Sega version, the Genesis version of Aladdin for the gameplay. Okay, so the gameplay that you have in the Sega Genesis version of Aladdin, you get a sword, uh, you get apples, which is is great. Uh, it's it's basic gameplay. I'm not going to try and elaborate <laughs> much more on that. You move Aladdin left to right. And you go through levels trying to fight enemies with your sword. But there are little details that are really cool about the Sega Genesis version. So one, the enemies will throw stuff at you, much like they do in any of these versions. But one of the things that you can do with your sword is you can deflect enemy projectiles and have it land on the enemies to damage them, which is awesome. You also have a consistent health meter that stays consistent throughout the entire game. You don't have to rely on increasing it or doing any nonsense like that. You just have to increase your health meter, which you will find with power ups throughout the level, which are pretty consistent. And they're cute little genie hearts. They're cute little blue (laughs) genie hearts. And I think that's adorable. Additionally, that you can collect gems, which you can also do in the Super Nintendo version. But the difference is, is that in the Sega Genesis version, you will meet up with a merchant. And with the merchant, you can either buy continues or extra lives. Unlike the Super Nintendo version, where you can only get continues by playing a game that's a mini game that you get at the end of the level only if you find the scarab, which apparently Jafar has, which is conveniently located <laughs> in every level. Um, OK, um, which in in the Genesis version, that scarab is only located in one level, by the way. And you also get that kind of genie mini game at the end of every Genesis level just by collecting a genie head. And that will give you the amount of chances to get, either get uh, an extra life, an extra gem or. I can't. Oh, what's it? Apples, extra apples, because when you die, your apples get reset to 10 or you can lose it all by getting a Jafar head. Plus, there is an additional bonus stage. If you find the Apu 
uh, the Abu uh, <laughs> head. You get an Abu special <laughs> mini game at the end of every level, which is fun. You get to play as the monkey. You get to play as a. That's pretty fun. And he is adorable. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And there's a couple other things I would like to mention here. The level where you escape the cave in the Genesis version. It is. I wouldn't say it's necessarily difficult, but it is more difficult than the Super Nintendo version. It's more fun. It's more of an endless runner that has timed jumps and a lot of action as opposed to an endless scroller. And then when you get to the cave escape, one, it's more of a bonus stage. That's your bonus stage in the Genesis version. It's a cave escape because you can rack up extra lives. You can rack up gems. You can rack up bonuses. You can rack up all sorts of shit. Just tons and tons and tons of stuff. Now, because it is really difficult and the game is like, hey, we know we made this really difficult. So if you can't make it past this stage, we're going to advance you to the next stage after five tries, which is cool because that doesn't put too much pressure on the player to get through. Yeah, because you're you're so good at video games, obviously. (laughs) So as opposed to the Super Nintendo version where you have the same level, but for some reason it doesn't want to acknowledge my diagonal inputs. I don't know what's going on here. It only recognizes inputs when I press up or down and wants me to chase these red gems. What do these red gems do? I don't know. It will give you an extra heart if you get 100. At the end of the game, you're like, oh, you only got so many red gems. And at the end of every stage, it says you only got so many red gems. You know what doesn't do that? The Sega Genesis version. Because the Sega Genesis version understands that you want to have a fun, cohesive, compact experience with tight gameplay. And that's that's the best thing. And all these levels... Uh, especially the lamp level is better in the Genesis version as well, because in that, like it feels like you're actually going through a genie's lamp. Whereas in the super Nintendo version, you have like weird design choices all the time. This mostly was res- like revolve around jumping on things at the correct time, which could be completely scammed out of by just getting high enough and floating across half the level with your little float mechanic. So when you really think about what brings the challenge in terms of tight and just overall precise gameplay that was of the era and holds up today the genesis version excels i just want to say that i would like to point out the keywords challenge and precise for the sega genesis version i highly 100 percent agree with that <laughs> yes i don't think it's sure. too challenging either i don't think it's too challenging but i think it's balanced but it's not too difficult but it's also not too easy okay all right all right shane Let's give your uh, give your fight for the Super Nintendo gameplay. Cool. Well, I think that's all horse shit. First of all, I just want to get out here and say that <laughs> right now. Uh, okay. So the gameplay, perhaps unsurprisingly, is one of the biggest reasons that I would argue that I prefer the Super Nintendo version. Like all personal bias aside as far as my experience with it. And that is because of how the gameplay flows once you get into a rhythm. And there's a very specific reason for that. And that is the apparently much maligned jumping on things mechanic, which is very prevalent in the Super Nintendo version. You don't defeat enemies with a sword because, first of all, he never fucking had a sword. I hate the fact that all of the Genesis stands for this game. That's like the first thing everybody goes to. It's like, who's cool? has a sword. Swords are badass. Okay, well, cool. He, he never used a sword for any appreciable length of time in the movie at all to begin with. 
And honestly, I would argue that it's an inferior gameplay mechanic. And the reason for that is the flow. When you get into a groove with the Super Nintendo version on just about any level, with the exception of the carpet levels, of course, you do actually get into this very fluid like groove. It's, that's the only way I can really put it where everything is placed in such a way that if, if you're familiar with the levels, if you've played them, and even if you haven't, you can kind of get some hints of this even in your first playthrough. But where it really shines is when you've had a chance to experience them and you go back and you replay, you start to see that a lot of the level design, um, which in my opinion is also superior to the Genesis version, because I think there was a lot of intentionality that went into it, And I think a lot of it had to do with facilitating this gameplay flow because as we're talking, you know, oh, well, these are supposed to be representative of this era. This era was still very much about platformers. And this game, in my opinion, is an excellent platformer in a way that a lot of other platformers aren't, including the Genesis version, because you don't have that same fluidity in my opinion in the genesis version and a lot of that is because of the inclusion of melee attacks with the sword you are encouraged to attack things up close which causes you to even temporarily stop your momentum in order to attack an enemy whereas in the super nintendo version right from the get-go and I, I am going to, I am going to play a run through of the Super Nintendo version on one of our streams here very soon because I want to mm. showcase this point from moment one in Agrabah in the first level of the Super Nintendo version, you can hit the button to run and you can jump from a run and just bounce on the first enemy and Aladdin does this backflip every time he jumps on an enemy or like a pot or something like that and it all feels really good and things are placed in such a way whether it's enemies or interactable items or the poles that you can do like your little loop-de-loop like swing on to jump to the next thing in such a manner that if you know where those are and you know how to get through it, it is it's it's actually sort of reminiscent of like an Assassin's Creed game in my mind mm. in that you can kind of go from one end of the level to the other in almost one entire fluid motion if you know what you're doing and it feels really good. And that's one of the reasons that I, I remember like it. jumping on enemies in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, besides you being a pedantic asshole, the point is, is that like the gameplay in the Super Nintendo version, in my opinion, feels much better because there is that very satisfying fluidity to it. It's one of the biggest selling points, in in my opinion. And honestly, I think it's just more faithful to the source material in the first place, because I just get this sense that like the Genesis team was just like, well, we're the fucking Genesis and we got to be, we got to be edgier than the Nintendo. So let's give this motherfucker sword. And I'm just like, you don't need that. And the, the apples are sufficient in the SNES version because it's part of the strategy you can, and this, you can Mm. still accomplish this without interrupting your flow, your gameplay flow. You can chuck an apple while you're running 
and jumping. And if you time it right, you can nail somebody with it. It'll stun them. You can bounce on them and then just keep going. You don't even have to stop your momentum. And that to me feels really good. And so I much, much prefer just the general level layout, the level designs. I think they're a lot more, I I would, I already said intentional, but I just feel like there's a smarter level design at play in the Super Nintendo version by and large than what I saw playing through the Genesis version. And it's it, to me, it's even evident right from the first level. Like, I think the way that the levels are laid out in Agrabah, there's enough verticality to be interesting in the Super Nintendo version, but I think it, it still facilitates that overall gameplay flow, whereas playing through the first few levels of the Genesis version, it, it just, it, to me, it felt a little disjointed, like there wasn't, or maybe a little directionless in that there wasn't so much of like a cohesive design decision that went into the level layouts. It was more just like, here's a bunch of shit to do. Like it just didn't feel like it all gelled together in the same way that the Super Nintendo levels did for me anyway. Hmm. And so I think that's like the biggest part of my argument as to why I prefer that one over the the other. Um, I mean, there's some other small things like the the bonuses in between are are you know they're whatever. I mean, the collecting the gems. I always tried to collect all of them, even if it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot, just because I enjoyed doing it. I know. Uh, collecting enough of the gems does give you extra lives, so that is also helpful. Um, even if you're not interested in trying to get all of the red gems, just trying to get them will get you more bonus lives. So there is a way to do that outside of just the sort of random chance of the uh, the genie bonus game in between levels. And then I I really enjoyed the the sort of like wrap up at the end. I really like the boss fight with Jafar. Um, not so much the first phase. Although I will say I do appreciate that there is a very predictable pattern to him. So it's not like frustrating and random. Like if you understand the patterns, you can pretty easily get through it um, because they're kind of always the same every single time. And then that that final form of like the giant snake where you're actually on the snake body, like his the whole floor of the level turns into the body of the snake. To me, that was just really cool. Now, on the flip side. In the sake of fairness, I will say that the Super Nintendo version absolutely suffers from some real bad slowdown in some, For sure. some spots. Mm. Particularly of note is that last fight when he turns mm-hmm. into the giant snake. As soon as he coughs up those fucking console <laughs> stones, things just <laughs> slow to like single digit frames for a little while which in a very like mega man sort of fashion can be used to your benefit which i definitely abuse the shit out of because it gives you some extra time to really like time those bounces on those eggs to bop them on the head um and there's a couple other places where that happens too so the performance is not always super great but for the majority of the game it's it's pretty solid but anyway that's that's a lot of me talking but there there's my defense so that's Pretty good defense. I, oh, you have something to say? I, I'm good at yes, a quick retort here. First of all, you never mentioned your your carpet levels. I wonder why that is. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I can tell you who likes the sword more. Uh, Shinji Mikami, <laughs> who who only made the Super Nintendo game. So there's there's also that. 
I mean, I, frankly, I don't I give concede. a shit. It's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> argument as like he made the game. Yeah, well, the guy who invented the GIF also says it should be pronounced GIF, but he's also <laughs> fucking wrong. So you know, he just likes peanut butter. All yeah. right, guys, pipe down, pipe down. Let me go. <laughs> okay. Let me go ahead and give my thoughts here. I've I've heard both sides. Uh, everyone has uh, good good things to say. And, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I just kind of want to give uh, a little mention on what Chris said. Uh, he was saying that uh, Super Nintendo had these issues of like precision jumping, and that's like really a big problem in the Super Nintendo version. I just kind of want to point out uh, the bricks in the fucking dungeon stage. You know, it's like Mega Man Two. Oh yeah, that's, and it's like bad. the only yeah. gimmick in the damn stage. It's like hop on this brick, hop on this brick. And if you fall, you got to do this shit all over again. Luckily, I played the version on the Switch. so I could just rewind that bitch, which is the best thing for these games, by the way. If anyone wants to play these games, please play a uh, a version that you can rewind because holy shit. Anywho, I'd also like to say that I swear that there's this one brick on the Sega version that like I try to jump on. And even though it's popped out, like protruded out perfectly, it just I just go right through that bitch. I just I don't know if it's like a bug or like uh, I just, you know, I I thought I was pretty good at platformers. Anywho. The the snake at the end of the Super Nintendo uh, boss. Yeah, that shit's super awesome. And it reminds me specifically of Snake Man. Like they didn't take it from that snake in the snake level. It's pretty much the same thing that the body like waves up and down. And then uh, I guess you don't uh, jump on his head, but like it pretty much looks the same. But I do love it because like it really uh, it, it lands this little small character in comparison to this huge ass snake. So it, like really in comparison to like the movie version it's like perfect as opposed to the sega genesis one where you uh um, you have a sword but for some reason you don't beat the enemy at the end of the game with the sword you throw apples at it am i wrong yeah. on that or do you, can you actually beat actually, him with the sword no you can't and yes. that was something i was i was going to say real quick is shane said that the entire focus was to attack enemies with your sword in the genesis version yes which actually it's it's not yes because that the what you the entire point is to collect the apples and to use your apples as an <laughs> offensive right, right right actually having to sword and, and then the and, because and then, it's if you run out of apples so the point don't. is that's why when you die the, you get time the to the point that i'm making is this is a weakness because the whole time you have this damn sword and you kill fucking jafar yeah. with apples and not to mention yes. if you run out of apples you have to somehow figure out oh four apples just appeared on the other side of the screen Okay, it's magic. Four apples. One, two, three, four. I have no apples again. Go to the other side of this. Oh, four more apples. Which, by the way, I kind of feel like there's this weird little bug with the Sega Genesis gameplay because uh, nothing respawns in this game, which is great. Actually, I love the fact that there's nothing responding except Yago. And you can go back and check. Yep. Yago fucking respawns out of every fucking enemy. It's so dumb. Like, <laughs> and sometimes apples i will leave i will come back and i swear the apples that i got they're back <laughs> and it's like random i don't know why i'm sure there's some sort of reasoning behind it like in the coding or whatnot but apples in yago that's what responds in the sega genesis game not sure if that's a positive or a negative another thing i want to mention and i'm kind of bouncing all around but like the super yeah. nintendo version i want to kind of jump on <laughs> jump on the fact that that the, the platforming is amazing uh, I, when I first played through the game recently, I didn't even know about the parachute. I beat the whole game without the like the parachute thing, uh, the yeah. cloth that you hold to float down. Uh, first of all, you have to get it as an item. 
And then you have to know, and then you have the item in, in the entire rest of the game. So like the whole time I was playing the first time, I was like, how the fuck do you get these red gems? You can't, it's impossible. But then now we have this like cloth to use as a parachute. Ah, okay, it's great. Actually, it's a nice reference that he uses to escape all the motherfuckers at the end of one jump ahead. So cool. Uh, I love the fact that you swing on these shits and uh, you can actually kick the enemies. It's like an mm -hmm. extra way to defeat the enemy. That's fucking awesome. I like the bounce swing mechanic in general, in which uh, Chris was saying how the genie level was awful. It has all this precision jumping and or you can just float across the whole thing. Um, I guess you could, but I think part of the part of the awesome uh, part of the genie level is that there's certain uh, things that you can do that utilizes the platforming like so great like there's those balloons that you can either jump off to bounce on or if you don't if you don't get the top of the balloon you can actually grab onto the string and swing on that and i fucking loved it like mm -hmm. oh you have not only do you have a bouncer so you have these options that you can use you don't have to do things one way you can do things multiple ways so like i thought that was super cool let's see what else swing damage parachute uh, oh and one some things i wanted to like shit on about the genesis version um <laughs> uh, well, yes go. uh let's see the bonus it's awful i don't care if you get five genie heads you hit the lose once you're done they don't give a shit about your five genie heads you get no more chances you hit jafar you're done that shit pisses me off yeah. so much uh, why it's all bonus extra stuff it's just it's just randomization of okay i have five heads that means i have five tries right nope lose you're done next stage uh, yeah. uh the, the abu level it's cute at first but then you get hit by a pot and then you're done. Like, I don't like the fact that you get hit once and you're done. Like, you, you put up all There's this like, stages. oh, shit, I get to play as a boo. Ah, fuck, the pot hit me. Yeah. I'm done. So, like, <laughs> I, I kind of, like, hated that. Um, I will say the bonus level in the Super Nintendo also kind of sucks. You know, it's it's neat or whatever. It's a little wheel. It's fine, I guess. But it's like nothing amazing. Uh, I, can I talk about the super jump uh, in the Genesis version where you're bouncing off of the, the fucking trampoline? pull things um there's actually a way sure. to like make the jump higher but you can't fucking hit it i'm like holding the button i'm like trying to hit it exact and you can't hit it there's like certain items like abu's head to get the fucking stupid bonus uh that's way up above the clothesline but you have to jump on that thing like fucking perfectly and it takes like you know 10 15 tries for me i don't know maybe maybe uh, chris can you explain how the jump the super jump works off of the the trampoline poles do, do you know what i'm talking about I think you have to hit jump exactly when you're on the. Yes, it bolt. doesn't. It for like some exactly reason, the, the timing does. It might and it could be like my, my LCD monitor or what. But like it is effing awful in comparison to doing it on the Super Nintendo. You just hold the button and it just it does the extra jump. It's great. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I, th I, th I think that's all the things I have. Oh, um, oh, one more thing. Uh, the, the flickering. So when you're using the sword on the Sega Genesis. And you're attacking the 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 enemies. They also have swords. Sometimes there's a little flicker going on. Is that supposed to be the ching yeah. ching of the swords? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It flashes uh, white when you like clash yeah. swords. And then sometimes there is no ching ching. Sometimes it's just like flash 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 flash. And it kind of like is kind of annoying. Like the feedback isn't like as snappy as it should be. Like I don't it 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 it, it I don't like it. Let's just say that I really don't like that. It makes 
it's kind of freaking annoying. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And then the first one of the first things you said when you were talking about the gameplay, uh, Chris, was that it was basic. Uh, you have the sword, you have the apples. And that is how I saw uh, Aladdin in the Sega Genesis version gameplay. It's very basic. You have a jump. You have uh, your sword. You have your apples. And that's about it. Uh, everything else looks pretty, though, because the animations are beautiful. But like the Super Nintendo version, you have the apples, you have the floaty, you have the jump, you have the bounce, you have the swing. Not only the swing also attacks and and, and, and the flow, the flow of it. Actually, that was a great keyword that uh, that Shane used there. Yeah. So that that's I think I got out everything I wanted to say. Yeah, I just feel like as a platformer. I feel like the Super Nintendo is is version, I should say, is is much better designed to be a platformer. Like, I think it achieves that at a higher level than than a Genesis version does, which for the record, by the way, I find it wild that both of you brought up the thing about like a lack of precision. I have never in the (laughs) 20 some odd years I've been playing this game on the Super Nintendo ever had that as an issue i think the controls on the super nintendo version are extremely tight i didn't say lack of precision i said that the genesis version was precise i did not say that there's a lack of precision in the super nintendo version i feel like there was i said there was a pain in the ass during the carpet ride levels especially during the escape one because it doesn't register diagonal it absolutely does it 100 percent does. It absolutely does, it does. not. I, I See, literally just three played it yesterday. Controllers. I was gonna say I I feel I, like I did diagonals just fine on yep. both the 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 lava level and also the the, the jasmine level. So mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It 100 maybe works. it's my emulator. Well, maybe you should play it on real but hardware, Chris. Damn emulator! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but I was trying to do diagonals, and like Aladdin would just sit there. So I had to use the four directional buttons to make it through both of the. Yeah. Uh, magic carpet levels and by the way the one uh, the one with jasmine i understand it's like canonically correct but it fucking sucks it's, i it's disagree it's i terrible. love the level i'm glad the level is there yeah because I that's kind that. of like okay this is where they like go on the carpet and like oh it's happening like <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how i felt in the moment even though it was just kind of like a simple bonus stage it was kind of nice well, to see and not to mention yeah. nice to listen to the music during the game which they have the music in the end of the game for sega but like yeah yeah i I think it's it's a great sort of like uh interlude i think in the gameplay it's much in the same way that like if you listen to uh well i was about to say a record but nobody fucking calls it that anymore uh listen to an album (laughs) let's say if it's if it's structured well then the songs will be placed generally in such a manner that you have you know, these sort of ebbs and flows, right, of energy where like things will start off strong and then, you know, about maybe midway through the album, you'll have a little bit of like a, a sonic break, if you will, where there's a little bit of, you know, things slow down a bit and then it kind of picks back up to like tie things off. And and so much in that same way, I feel like this does that where, you know, you've got a lot of, you know, action, 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 especially with like the very very stressful yeah, stressful event like escaping <laughs> yeah, yeah. from you know the the cave and what have you and then you get this really <laughs> like sort of just zen sort of chill bonus level where nothing's coming after you there's no enemies there's no lava it's just it's just you and your in your in your bay 
just chilling <laughs> on a carpet, you know, collecting some some gems, listening to some sweet tunes, you know, see, watch watching the skyline at night. So no, I, I'm like like Tiger. I'm actually glad that it's there. I think it serves a purpose in the, do, the grand scheme of the game. For sure. I, I do have one more. I do have some uh, something good to say about the Genesis version. I think that where it excels, it really focuses on how to utilize uh, certain like characters that were in the movie or how to utilize certain things that like, for example, like the ropes that you have to collect the horns and it makes the ropes come up and you use the ropes to get to different areas. The jumping on the camels and having them spit those like it, it utilizes a lot of those like th- like things that are in the movie that in that that become part of the gameplay. And I do, that's like something that I appreciate about the Genesis version. And that, I think that's, that kind of goes into the graphics, which is coming up next, because that's, that's what I feel like was mostly focused on for uh, the Sega Genesis game. So moving Hmm. into the graphics uh, segment. Yeah. I'll say, can we, can we put a pause on that for just a second? Cause go ahead. There, there were a couple of things that I do want to mention that I actually, I do appreciate about the Genesis version that I do wish were included actually in the in the super nintendo version and one is i really liked the inclusion of the the little shopkeeper um from the beginning of the movie there having him pop up in the level and giving you that agency as a player to be able to spend the the currency you've been collecting throughout the level to either get additional lives or to get wishes or whatever i think that's really cool um having more agency over that i think is a plus so i really would have liked to have seen that plus just having an extra character like that included in the game i think is a really nice touch i will also say this the boss battles in the super nintendo version are far better than the genesis version Mm. because the boss fights against jafar and yago in the genesis version they suck Mm. they're 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 garbage boss fights for sure they're awful and i don't like the fact that you can't see the boss when you're throwing the apples (laughs) (laughs) for the most part you just have to rely on the the audible cues right right uh i will say that i was a little disappointed that there was only one boss in five levels of the super nintendo version i think ultimately there's only two bosses am i wrong there i think you have the one in the first level and then you have yeah that's it well technically three i guess if you count the snake so yeah i think it was pretty much it well you have to jump on abu as the as the pharaoh count that (laughs) yeah right right i would have loved more boss play but like really sticking with the story that's what they did like that's they went ahead and just say, oh, they don't need bosses. Screw it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you look at the Genesis version of the bosses and what is it? The, the first boss in the Genesis game is the best boss in that game. The one where you have to deflect the swords back at him with your sword. Oh, I didn't do that. I just crouched down and kept hitting him, bro. <laughs> oh, he's up on a ledge. <laughs> oh, you mean the... It's the one in the, in the first... Okay, so I'm talking about the guy you get the scarab from. But which one are you talking about? That's, that's later. That's in the dungeon, I think. But I'm talking I'm talking about the one in the in the first level in Agrabah where he's up on that ledge and he's throwing swords at you and then throwing barrels at you. Like oh, Donkey that's Kong. the second one. That's after. Yeah, oh, that's that after that's the guy you get okay. the scarab from. And then you go left and then you go right to get the flute and then you go left again to go on the rope and then you fight the guy okay. that's on the ledge. Well, that's the best boss in the Genesis game. The one that that, that, that one. That's second. not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Because uh, what's this, the other bosses? You just like run back and forth and hit him with your sword. You can't really hurt you. But I you. agree. That is the best. Uh, yeah. That's the best one. 
it's the, the bosses and the, like there may as well not be bosses. So you're like, yeah. well, there's only two bosses in the, in the Super Nintendo game. And I'm like, yeah, and both of them are better than all the bosses. In the I Sega agree. Game. And on that note. All right. Also, the the genie bottle like checkpoints. I I, I think that uh, was yeah. also a nice touch. They're adorable. Yeah. I love well, it. Just I love even it. just I mean, they're cool. And I, I like that they're sort of like very in universe. But just just the fact that you have those checkpoints, I think that. I, I would have liked to have had that. Not not that the levels are like, you know, egregiously long or anything in the Super Nintendo version, but like dropping down a hole or whatever and then having to start the entire level over again does kind of suck. I mean, on the plus side, it does remember some of the things you've done. Like if you've already collected some of the red gems, like those will still be collected. They'll just be replaced with the small blue ones. So you don't have to redo everything, but having some level checkpoints like that would be nice. And I love them because they, they look yeah, nice. they do look good. Like the graphics that we're about to talk about. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I think they mm. both have uh, some pros about, uh, you know, each game has pros when it comes to graphics. I, I do think one stands out more than the other. So, uh, uh, but we'll go mm. ahead and start with Shane with this uh, Super Nintendo version of Aladdin for the graphics. So I don't, I don't know exactly how to put into words like how I feel about the comparison of the two because uh, I don't know what it is that kind of like puts me off but I just don't it, it's almost like there's a level of like polish for lack of a better descriptor I guess to the Super Nintendo's graphics um that i appreciate more than what the genesis is doing and it seems like i i think i'm in the the minority camp there on that one and i'm sure part of it is because the super nintendo version is the only one i really ever knew for a long time so i'm sure that Come on, definitely fight it baby fight it factors into it but i just i don't know i just don't like it i i just really don't like the art style of the genesis version like i don't think it looks better it's Oh, you know what it is? I just thought of it. Now I know what it is. It's less vibrant. That's part of my issue with it is that it overall mm. it's less vibrant. Like the colors feel much more muted to me, just like across the board. Like the Super Nintendo version to me looks much brighter, much livelier in every level. Like it looks more honestly more cartoony. Like and I know that they were going for uh an art style that it looked more like the actual movie uh, because if you look at the comparison between even just Aladdin's sprites between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, you can tell that the Genesis version was very much going for like that, you know, that hard black outline of like, this is a cartoon character and that's how it's drawn because it's drawn with a pen and a pencil. And I get that and I can appreciate what they were trying to do, but to functionally, for me, I, I just I feel like that actually drags it down overall. I I've, like I said, I feel like it. the game seems more washed out and muted to me than the Super Nintendo version, which maybe takes some liberties with how it's presenting things. But ultimately, I think as a package, it, it, I actually think it looks better because of that that level of sort of like just overall vibrancy that the sprites in the backgrounds have um, everything just feels brighter. I don't know. I think that's really the big thing for me. Mm. Is that all you got, Shane? Come on. Got to have more. You don't got no more. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, outside of that, I will say like comparatively, there are some aspects of the Genesis version that absolutely are better. I will, I will definitely concede that. Like I was impressed by even some very minor things like the little transitional animation, the, uh, the full screen thing of like the scarab coming together and then coming apart. Like that looks real good. So there's, there's definitely some spots where I would definitely give the upper hand to the, to the Genesis version, but I, I just feel overall the, as a, as a presentational package, um, from, from a visual standpoint, I just like the art style of the Super Nintendo version better. Um, I think it just, it has a, it has a, it has a vibe to it that I don't get from, from the Genesis version. And I think it is that very like upbeat sort of fun vibe. Like it, 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 okay. Like if I had to do like an in-universe comparison, the graphics of the Super Nintendo version feel like the genie and the graphics in the Genesis version feel like Iago or Jafar. <laughs> that, if that makes sense. Like you're calling it multi. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm molting. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this is okay. Rough. Well, uh, I do have some things to say, but mm. I'll, I'll let, uh, I'll let Chris go ahead and, uh, uh, I could spl- uh, Bluge about I guess so. <laughs> the the Genesis version. Okay, so okay, so for the Genesis version, I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Shane, about how the the sprites themselves on the Genesis version feel more like Aladdin. The presentation overall is a smoother experience. It feels like there's more frames of animation. Things are more fluid, and this isn't taking anything away from the Super Nintendo version. I think it looks like a fantastic standard Capcom Super Nintendo mm. fair, which is a very high bar, by the way. Um, but everything that's going on in terms of the entire visual presentation for the Genesis version, it just kind of encapsulates everything about what makes Disney animation from that era great. And it's what makes it's a showpiece of what the Genesis can do. Yes, is the Super Nintendo version brighter? Yes, because the Super Nintendo version can put more colors on the screen. I'm not going to debate that. It's just what it can Mm -hmm. do. But the Super Nintendo version is also slower because of the clock speed that the Genesis had. So when you look at what the Genesis could do and what it could present, if you look at a lot of other Genesis games, it's brighter than the majority of other Genesis games that are there, especially if you want a showpiece of how bright and colorful and vivid the Genesis can be with Aladdin. Go to the desert stage, the one with the camels that spit and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's just this this overall fluid motion to the way every character in that game is animated, especially if you're playing on a sexy CRT TV <laughs> through RGB input as the game was intended to be played. It's a beautiful experience. Everything just kind of melts together. And can I say some of the graphical presentation that does go on with the Genesis version as well is you have like little little call outs to other Disney properties. I know the thing that always yep. sticks out to me and I know there's other ones, but the thing that sticks out to me most of all is like when you go to the dungeon level and you see Sebastian hung up in the background yep. as a prisoner. <laughs> I think that's like really cool. Those little touches, as you already discussed the checkpoints where you have the genie bottle spin around and there's the genie, the transition pieces where you die and all of a sudden you have the, the, the genie turn into a ref and he's, He's like massaging Aladdin's <laughs> shoulders and you have a poo waving the towel at him and everything is just so fluidly animated yes. because they did use Disney's animations in order to do these things. 
You look at the escape level, which I mentioned the gameplay was better than the Super Nintendo level. Why? Because there is no slowdown. And even though it's not a scrolling level and doesn't force the player to move forward, it's a faster level. Because when you're running down those corridors and you have those rocks chasing you and you have to make those precision jumps over the gaps, there's no slowdown and nothing like that with essentially bigger sprites. Now, yeah, Jafar sprites in the snake. That's a very good point for the Super Nintendo. I have to give it to you because the sprite for Jafar in the Genesis version is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's terrible. But uh, overall, like just the levels themselves, they yes, they, they might not be as designed for a platform or precision platforming as the Super Nintendo version is, but they are larger, more cohesive environments that are more encompassing that can be traversed back and forth pretty much at will throughout the entirety of the level. You can pretty much go back to the beginning of that level and the design and the details and the backgrounds and the foreground and everything just kind of supersedes what's going on in the Super Nintendo game. And the fact it's it, the, the comparison, what I really have, you say that the Super Nintendo is uh, what did you say it was? And, and the Genesis was Jafar. Yeah, like just the overall feel. Like the Super Nintendo yeah, was the genie. Like the genie. What I say, what I say when I look at the Genesis game, when I look at the Genesis game, I see Aladdin. When I see the Super Nintendo version, I see Aladdin at home. That's the version that I get between the two versions. Wow. Actually, okay, so at the beginning and- of, of your argument, when you said that the the art style of the Genesis version is much, much more akin to the source material, whereas the Super Nintendo version is just a really good looking Capcom game. I'm on a hun- I'm gonna hundred percent give that one to you. You're you're right. You're a hundred percent right. And I think that's I'm just being honest, and it's obviously all of this is subjective, right? But like I, I just I think I like the Capcom presentation better. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like I just like their art style versus like a slavish dedication to trying to make it look like the movie. And and I'm not discounting like the animations or anything like that because they're very well done in the Genesis version. And you're right. Like overall, you get more fluid animations. Things uh, look a lot more like what you would expect from Aladdin. And those are all definitely points in its favor. I just think I honestly I think you nailed it. I think I just prefer that like cap that era of Capcom's sort of graphical presentation. I think that's really what it is. I also have to say the the cave escape level, even though it's not mandatory to complete in the Genesis version, that moves at a blazingly fast pace. Mm. I do not. I'm pretty sure the Super Nintendo could do it, but you do not see a lot of Super Nintendo games. Hardly any do go move at the speed that the that the carpet cave escape level goes at. And that that's intense. And that is a a really hallmark of presentation when you're trying to convey, trying to get like away from a tidal wave of magma. And I, I think that's why that level is such a standout, in my opinion, even though it's not mandatory and you can you can get past it by dying a bunch. <laughs> to be fair, to give to give. Well, I, I want to talk about the Super Nintendo version a little bit because I don't think it was given enough. I think even though it's not like, uh, OK, I got to set this up right. Uh, I've always wanted games to look like the real thing or the movie or the arcade so like that's and i think that's why the sega genesis version of aladdin did so well because they saw that game was like that's a fucking movie 
Like, uh, so uh, I think that really helped. But I, I won't say that the Super Nintendo version isn't great looking. It is still great looking in its own. Like, for example, there's that uh, part where you are in the Cave of Wonders and you get to the end. And before you drop down, Abu like starts like getting excited and pointing down. I loved that. Like they have they have mm-hmm. their little animation moments. And that was like one of them. It, you know, it's not like movie perfect, but like they had they had good looking things. The magma level in the Super Nintendo version, uh, I would I would even say that that level looks better than the Sega Genesis level, because uh, if you look at the like the depth of the like the backgrounds, uh, I, ca- I can't remember what that shit is called. Like when the backgrounds is moving Parallax slow scrolling. and then the four. Yeah, Parallax that, scrolling, like yeah. that. It, it looks amazing. Like when they drop you in that level at first, the scrolling, the auto scroller, like it looks awesome. Like the backgrounds of the level and the foreground, like everything moving. Uh, and also when you're on the carpet, and you're flying away toward the tidal waves of uh, magma. I thought all of that looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, like I think that's that's where the amazing stops for me because like um, everything else just kind of looks like a little flat to me. Uh, I, I'd say, well, maybe the the carpet level for uh, when the Aladdin and Jasmine are on it. I really like the the setting of all that. Um, but yeah, like the Genesis version. The animations are so like spot on, like you can just sit there with Aladdin and not do anything. And just the animation of him, like sitting on his like sword and throwing the apple around and hitting it around with his elbow. Like that is like so smooth and so like, like it almost like even looking at it now and saying this was a Genesis game. There's not every I think of Genesis games. I think of fucking um What's that fucking game where you turn from a human to a fucking beast? Altered beast? Yeah. (laughs) I think of games like that in Golden Axe and like they look like garbage. Like now I can't think about those games. That's what I think of with Sega Genesis. So when I think of Aladdin, like it's just the the amount of work that I don't know. I don't know what it took to to make that kind of game, but like just the difference in that versus uh, what Altered Beast was like, it's just night and day. And if you look at the game and you see a still of it or a video of it online, like you see it like and if you don't, then I, I, I maybe just it's not for you. OK, see, that's crazy to me that like you referred to the Super Nintendo graphics as flat because I think they're anything but like I, I feel like the Genesis version feels way more flat. And I think. I think that's actually I'm glad you brought that up because you're helping to kind of put words to what I'm I'm trying to describe here with with okay. the Super Nintendo version. And and again, I think it comes back to that sort of like Capcom style. But even as a 2D game, I feel like they did a much better job of representing some dimensionality in not only the levels, but the character sprites as well through really clever use of shading on the 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 sprites and the level elements and things like that that i don't feel are there in the genesis version like i feel like i'm looking at a comic book page in the genesis aladdin whereas in the super nintendo version i feel like there's there's an extra layer of perceived like depth to the sprites 
thanks to like the the lighting and shading that was done that I don't feel is present in the other version. So it's like it's wild to me that like you referred to it that way because I feel like it's the exact opposite. I'd say like I think the, the word I was going for is probably dull, but like see, again, uh, I see the I thing think is it's in the other way again. <laughs> if if you compare like I can't compare it to like the Sega Genesis version. Like if you're comparing like it is a vibrant game, but I think both games are vibrant games in in their own. Uh, but like it's it they're both colorful. But I think I don't know what it is. But like and, and like I said, this is separate from the levels that I was saying. Uh, it just seems very dull, and I'm not. Sh- and that's only in comparison to the other. Uh, but that you know, that's just my opinion. So uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say to that though. I just think the animation is beautiful, and it. <laughs> and I thought it was in the '90s, and I still think it does today. Still think it is mm. today. So yeah, as a as just as a final point there, I feel like the other part that sort of draws me more towards the super nintendo presentation uh is i'm not sure if it's exactly this but it's the closest like analog i can come to which is some level of almost like anti-aliasing that's going on like there's a softness to some of the the presentation um of like the sprites and things like that that i don't feel is present in the genesis where i feel like there's a lot of very hard pixel edges in that game that the super nintendo does not have um and generally like cards on the table i actually turn anti-aliasing off on most games if i have the option because i i actually don't like it a lot of the time but that that sort of softness that seems to be present in the super nintendo version of this game to me i feel like it works um in this context so I, I think, think that that's I, another thing. And I can I can agree with that. I think what it is with me is like the Super Nintendo version is familiar. Mm-hmm. And like with with all the other like Capcom made uh platformers like if if that's my expectation. So uh I think the Sega Genesis version it focuses a lot less on the the platformer as was presented uh then and previous it kind of it, it, it sometimes it doesn't work like they were using these actual platforms but like they're not like flat like surfaces they're like jagged uh like they use like the bricks uh the the stones in the uh in the second level like the desert mm-hmm. level like they're all jagged around they, they try to make it so that you can mm-hmm. walk across it or whatever and the same with the the level in the cave of wonders you're like kind of so there's certain areas where it looks like you can and this kind of like is a detriment as well. Like there's certain areas it looks like you can walk by, but you can't. They just put a wall there and like an invisible wall, <laughs> which kind of yeah. sucks, but it still looks good. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I think that the Super Nintendo version looks bad. I think it looks fine. Again, when I said it looks like a standard. So I Capcom said it looks familiar. Game, yeah, for sure. Capcom Capcom was was killing it at the time. That's not a slam. Capcom was making high quality games like Mega Man X. All right. And that's that's also a standard looking Capcom game. And that game looks amazing. I think what it comes down to, and I think you said this, Tiger, is the familiarity of what the Sega Genesis provides. It looks like Aladdin. It looks like what you want Aladdin to look like. And it doesn't brilliantly. So if I'm going to compare the two of them, if I if I never had known about Aladdin or Aladdin had never existed there, 
this would be a much closer argument, I think, because they each excel in their own areas. But when you're looking to capture the feel of a certain license and one just does an incredible job with the fluidity of the animations, I, I got to tip my hat undoubtedly to to the title that crushed it and not just on the Sega Genesis, but industry wide. I think that the way that they presented the graphics in the Genesis game was just a very uniquely amazing presentation style that you just didn't see in video games back in 1993. And what Capcom was doing on the Super Nintendo with its Aladdin was just something you had seen before. For yeah, sure. I, I and, think that's a fair assessment. And and for the record, like I know this is supposed to be like a a battle or whatever. I'm also I feel like I need to go on record and saying that I don't think the Genesis graphics are bad like by any stretch of the imagination i think it's just it's a preference thing like i i just i i just like that capcom presentation i think better that's that's really what it is well all right yeah it's understandable as that yeah flight. let's Sorry, yeah i well, just i know we're all we're we're like fighting for our for our side here so like i want to make yeah. sure we move forward next up is the music and sound mm. that the, <laughs> the genesis I think sounds like interesting <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah well let's let's have chris tell us how much genesis does sound like shit let's go this is actually an incredibly difficult topic for me i think like if you want to talk about sound normally i start out with the music which is which is probably indicative of where i'm kind of going with that but if you look at the sound samples themselves i think the sound samples <laughs> outside of the music for the genesis are better i think there's there's voice samples in the Genesis that sound fantastic. They sound like they come right from the movie. They're not plentiful, but when they do exist, they sound very clear. They sound very good. Now the music. Mm. This is tough. I think that the sound quality on the Super Nintendo sounds better. I think that the music on the Super Nintendo in terms of overall composition, how it sounds, sounds better. But in terms of what what music you're getting on the Super Nintendo, if I wanted to say which game more feels like the experience and more encapsulates the environment better or or feels more unique, I would give that to the Genesis version. Like I could go like uh, one thing that really hit me hard was when I was in the cave level and I'm like, you know, this song is is pretty good, but it's kind of boring. Like, it's a good song, but it's a boring song. And when you compare similar compositions side by side, the Super Nintendo version does, in terms of sampling, sound better. But there's too many songs in the Super Nintendo version that you could tell are not from Aladdin, as good as they are. So that really brings out that kind of it matches with the license. It matches with the environment you're trying to immerse yourself in with a little bit better even if the sound quality isn't as good. And the best track between either game is Arab Rock, even though if they kind of overuse it a little bit in the Genesis version, that song fucking slaps and it's great. Which, uh, yeah, redundant there. However, it's the best track between the two, hands down, even though it's FM synth. And I, I want to know if the developers of Virgin had used the Gems engine to make their music. It sounds like they did. And if they did, they did a fantastic job. But that's also saying like you made the, the best looking castle out of out of, you know, feces <laughs> because that's a horrible sound system. But yes, yeah, sound quality wise, I got to give it to the Super Nintendo for music, not so much the sound samples. 
composition, I think it's a little bit tougher. But overall, like even though like this, the, the composition isn't bad, I think it just matches with the Genesis version that much better. So obviously I'm biased. I'm arguing for the Genesis. I'm going to give it to the Genesis. All right. Shane, your turn. Super Nintendo. Let's go. Yeah, I I think that it I think the Super Nintendo's sound <laughs> is better just across the board. Like I if you do a side by side comparison of the in you know, Chris is talking about the the composition of the tracks. I think the composition is off on several of the tracks in the Genesis version. Like it's it, they are the songs from the movie but they're also the songs from the movie that are being recreated with like an inferior sound system <laughs> and they just don't sound right. They feel off. Like I think I'm sure they did the best they could with what they had, but compositionally they're just not really hitting the mark for me. And if you do line them up side by side and listen to one and then the other, to me, I feel like it, there's a pretty clear distinction between the two and I will concede that you know they do take some liberties with some of the the level um tracks is the cave being one where those are definitely not present in the movie at all but I'm going to take the opposite approach to that where I feel they actually did a really good job of composing original tracks that still adhered to the overall sort of like soundscape slash like audio aesthetic that the movie had in that it feels like it fits right in they don't feel out of place and i actually enjoy them like i think like thematically if we're talking about that cave level in particular i think that track very much fits that level um it 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 feels like it belongs in a cave level much in the same way that we mentally associate you know like the underground levels for with mario with that one song that everybody knows um it just fits and to me i feel like that fits here too so so even though they're not direct you know reflections of tracks that come from the original score i do think that they did a really good job of creating original pieces that still fit and obviously it's kind of hard to to make that argument as far as like what sounds better because it's kind of like one of the systems is sort of playing with one of its arms tied behind its back so i kind of feel like it's sort mm -hmm. of not fair uh but yeah i mean of course again like i said i'm i'm biased but i just think overall the super nintendo version just sounds markedly better it, it, to me i think in almost every category except maybe voice sampling but that again the game doesn't really do that so take that for however you will that might be a negative for you that the super nintendo doesn't have voice samples and so if that's the case then so be it but um mm. i don't know i think overall i think it excels in in a, in this category where i i think the genesis sorely lacks like it was something that stood out to me like it wasn't even that it was just like a huh all right well that's fine it was like i booted up the genesis version and was like oh well they sure tried <laughs> mm. Mm -hmm. here's a question mm. are there is there voice sampling in the sega genesis chris yeah, oh, yeah. there is. like yes. yeah. like what can can you i didn't say there's a lot yeah no can but can um, you name them because i can't remember any or can you 
Like. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the main thing I remember from Super Nintendo, if you get hit, like Aladdin goes, whoa. And yep. whoa. I was like, that's that was fine. It sounds like Aladdin. <laughs> oh, yeah. When Aladdin gets hit, he goes, ah, watch out. It sounds like. Oh, it. OK. Got it. Oh, watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK, I remember. OK. Yeah, I think it's very like very minuscule. Like, I think my expectation for an Aladdin game would be I'd hear a lot. But th- this is also what, 1993. So you probably just didn't hear a lot in general. Well, this was Bubsy. Bubsy <laughs> or Street Street Fighter. Oh, when did Street Fighter come out? Anyway, yeah. ninety two. You were yeah. there. Yeah, so he was there. I just want to just want to say that like the music in the Sega Genesis pisses me off sometimes because I really hate when songs don't loop, and they literally just recreated some of these songs and didn't loop it, and they played the entire song, stopped it. And then repeated the song. And that pisses me off so much that like you can't just like make a, a, a way to, to loop it so that it just continues. And that that's like the, the thing that pisses me off about their soundtrack using the songs that already exist. I will say that my favorite track is Camel Jazz, which is the second level. And I think it's like so like that's good track loungy too, yeah. and cool. Uh but and and then you said Arab Rock and I don't remember it. But then I played it like just now and I was like, oh yeah, that shit's that shit's like energetic and and you running, you running, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Super Nintendo, it's straight up like your your Capcom jams, man. Like Capcom music, it doesn't matter what <laughs> what game it is, it just always it hits so good. Um. I was actually disappointed in the beginning because I was just like, this is supposed to be the level where they play one jump ahead. Like, where is it? And actually, there's like a piece in the middle of the song where they kind of do like a one jump ahead, like during the during the middle portion. And I thought that was kind of cool. So they kind of like like made their look, uh, made their own original song at the same time, added uh, a little piece of one jump ahead. And I thought that was really neat. Uh, I thought it was really neat that they had the the friend like me song. And it basically sounded like it came straight from Mega Man X. Uh, Cause they use all the same instruments. <laughs> I think they both had very solid sound and music, except for the, except for the fact that the, the Sega Genesis uses those, you know, redone without the loop. Uh, I guess, I think the only thing, the only time that super Nintendo did the same thing was when you're on the magic carpet with Jasmine, but it literally just played the whole song. And that was the end of the level, which made yeah. it great. Yeah. So, worked out that way sure. uh, <laughs> so yeah i don't really have much to say about the music and sound but like those are the things that stood out for me anything okay. to add nope it's, it's pretty nope. yeah it's pretty i don't think so th- th- that's it uh the last uh oh we have a uh, pontifications so are these uh things that other people have to say about these games okay yes this is what I'll our let patrons you take have to say yeah so if so before we get to our final thoughts and and lay our argument down before the almighty tiger here to to make his final <laughs> verdict. Uh, our our patron pontifications are from our patrons, as the title would suggest. And if you want to get your thoughts on upcoming episodes read on the show, you can go to our Patreon for as little as one dollar a month. You can find that at Linktree in the show notes, which is linkdr.ee slash retro hangover and find the Patreon link. And or you can just go to patreon.com slash retro hangover. Just go there. 
And then go to our Discord and go to the section called Patreon Pontifications and leave your thoughts for a future episode because I will be posting there about what will be coming up. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts on a future episode. And we are going to be starting with the Emperor who says Aladdin on the Sega Genesis is better than the Aladdin on the Super (laughs) Nintendo. The Emperor has spoken and there is no rebuttal allowed. I think rebuttals are going to happen, so punish us as you see fit. All right. Well, next up is uh, Lyle, and he says, My only experience was on the Genesis, and it was a lot of fun. I was never good at it, but I wasn't a video games kid, so I wasn't good at anything. I don't think that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're good at a lot, Lyle. Hey, hey, I want to read one. I want to read one. Go for it. Okay, cool. This one's from Soha. I only played the SNES version. I like the part where they recreate the set pieces from the movie and you jump and throw apples at things. Just like in the movie. For real though. Great game. They managed to make it very true to the film. Anyway, Mega Drive sucks. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, thank God he's not talking about the Genesis. Mm. <laughs> Moving on to Ozzy, our review crew captain who drives our RH review crew. Thank you, Ozzy. And he says, Genesis was the best if you were a Sega kid. Super Nintendo was the best if you were a Nintendo kid. <laughs> there you go. Saved you all the arguments. Well, you didn't. And you call me the poli sci <laughs> there. Here we are. Poli sci major there, <laughs> Shane. Uh huh. Can't everyone just get along? We just, we just no. need to reach across no. the no. aisle, you know? We just need to. Uh, all right. Uh, next up is Ray Ray he says, I only played the Sega Genesis version. I was so impressed on how smooth it looked. It was definitely a bit of a challenge, too, but you're fine once you figure out the patterns of the chase scenes and the bosses. It's honestly one of the better games for the console. And as a huge fan of the Disney movie, I thought this game did it justice. In 93, it was definitely a new fantastic point of view. <laughs> mm. I like it. I like it. Keith from the Main Quest podcast says, I honestly don't remember which version I played. I'm willing to bet it was the Genesis port, but I can't remember too much of my time with it other than I hated it. I was feeling a little too old for Disney at this point. Licensed games were a dime a dozen, and then you factor in difficulty, and I just didn't have the patience for it. Respect that for sure. Thank you. Thank you, Keith, for letting us know your hate. (laughs) It's okay to like a video game. All right. And last is Mast Keaton, our high score captain who drives our high score challenge over in our discord. Check that out as well. Thank you, Keaton. And Keaton says the Super Nintendo version still holds up if what you are looking for is a fun night. It's been 25 plus years since I played the Sega versions, so I don't remember the gameplay, but the Pirates of the Caribbean dog cameo is fun. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Like I said, that's what's great about the presentation of the Sega version. You get those cameos, man. Mm. They're great. The skeleton also had Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. That's so awesome. <laughs> I don't why didn't the Super Nintendo version do that? It's ah. Uh, oh, that's why oh. There there was anyway, a cameo. Uh, the whole yeah. Airman stage. Yeah. Which that was, was a cameo. Basically right. the genie, the genie stage. <laughs> yeah. It's like calling Storm Eagle's stage a a cameo. Yeah, I guess so. Airman. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, just as one miscellaneous really quick, I want to say uh, the lead designer for um, 
The lead designer for the Sega Genesis version was David Perry. All right. And the lead composer for the Sega Genesis version was everyone's favorite con artist, Tommy Tallarico, allegedly. <laughs> and uh, him being a con artist, of course, allegedly. Not really. But if you look at the, a lot of the programmers that actually went on and a lot of the team that went on and left Aladdin to make other things, they went on to make Earthworm Jim and made Shiny. So in oh. essence, this is a Shiny entertainment game, if you care. I mean, Earthworm Jim really has that same, like look going for it also a very divisive title nowadays yeah for, for the game itself i don't want to get into the other shit but didn't like the character but like the look like that oh, was yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 but i guess uh that leads us into our final thoughts so hey tiger you you being the judge jury and executioner you direct this you let us know how this is going to go because ultimately you get the final word anyway yeah i think you need to fight for your life chris you need to- oh, shit. <laughs> I think you need to make your last stance here and uh, tell everyone mm. why the Sega Genesis version is the better version. Oh, oh, I did forget right to here. mention Twitter. Twitter, there are 27 votes on Twitter. One more vote for the Super Nintendo than the Sega Genesis version. Oh, wow. So there Twitter, Twitter thought Super Nintendo was better. Well, majority well, that's wins. Twitter. Twitter <laughs> yeah, Twitter, Twitter's shitty. No one likes Twitter. Twitter's full of shit. It's all Elon Musk. That was the last vote. Blame him. <laughs> okay, so what are my final thoughts? Why is Genesis version better? I think it really goes down to the presentation. I think that if I'm going to want to play a game that feels like Aladdin, that gives me the feel that gives me the feelings like I am playing the movie, even though I said you don't necessarily need to watch the movie. It was better. I was full of shit and I was wrong on the story part. (laughs) And if I want to get a if I want to get a game that encapsulates all those feelings and captures the license better. And just brings everything back to life. And all those parts of the presentation that you're just missing in the Super Nintendo version. The Super Nintendo version is a good game. But it feels like a paint-by-numbers Capcom game. That doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't mean it's... That's not a low blow. But it's because Capcom was doing a lot of good things at that time. So yeah, still a high-quality game. But there's something special about the Sega Genesis version that when you pay attention to the details, when you see the things that it's trying to do, when you take the visual presentation, the callouts to other properties, the way the gameplay is still fun, it's a little bit more fast, it's slightly more challenging, then you take you have a game that overall feels like a more robust experience and something you can kind of go to that kind of warms the heart's of the people that's playing it a little bit more than what the Super Nintendo was doing. It felt like more love went into it. It felt like there was more of an appreciation of the license and the IP than what the Super Nintendo did, where they just felt like, here's a license game, put it in a production factory, get it out to the people, and they're going to love it because it has Aladdin and his monkey, where it feels like they just went one extra step considering the hardware limitations in comparison to the Super Nintendo in its sound and color department, they still put up a game that was beautiful on the Sega Genesis with a lower color palette and more fluid in terms of its animation. Yes, we know it has a higher clock speed, so it's not going to slow down in the many instances that the Super Nintendo did. It's going to have faster segments. It's going to have those fluid areas like in the escape scene and also more focused areas where you're going to have to focus on more action like your sword or your apples and whatnot. Whereas every single level in the Super Nintendo version just feels like you're just jumping on a pot to get to the next pot to get to the next swing. And it just gets more and more complicated, which is a fine design philosophy. 
but I just feel overall, even if the gameplay isn't as complete or well-designed as the Super Nintendo one, I feel like the Sega Genesis does provide the more complete experience overall. It does provide what people are looking for from a licensed Disney game. It's pretty solid. It's good. All right, Shane, bring it for the Super Nintendo version. Bring it in. Let us know why uh, this is the uh, better version. All right. So Chris starts off by saying that the Genesis version is is something that's going to make you feel like you're playing the movie. I personally think that that is exactly what the Super Nintendo version excels at. And that's why I went at length during the gameplay section to describe that. Because who is Aladdin, right? He's... He's the lovable street rat. He's very dexterous. He's very acrobatic. They, they make a, a very concerted effort to point that out in the very beginning of the film. There's a whole musical number about it, in fact. And that is the feeling that you get from the Super Nintendo version. Because when you play as Aladdin in this version, you feel acrobatic. You feel fluid. You feel very dexterous. You feel like you're flowing from one end of the level to the other in one very fluid motion. You're bouncing off things. You're swinging off of poles. You're riding down ropes, like holding on to somebody's dirty laundry. Like everything is in constant motion. And that is exactly what that character is. And so if you're talking about a gameplay feel that is going to match the the movie and the character from the movie then i think the super nintendo version really nails it it's not a very it's not a stop and go kind of thing which i feel you end up getting in the genesis version because you are you're you're stopping to attack enemies to you know navigate things and again this also goes back to just the overall level layouts the the design you know, he mentions that there's a lot of care and effort that went into the Genesis version, and I don't discount that whatsoever. But I would argue that there was much more attention to detail when it comes to the thoughtful design of the levels that are presented to facilitate that kind of fluidity that you get from the Super Nintendo version that I feel is severely lacking in the Genesis version. And if we're talking about just like the overall presentational package, yes, again, I think what they were shooting for in the Genesis version, I think, I think they nailed it. They were going for a certain aesthetic and they did it. And obviously all of this is going to be very subjective, but I think it's incredibly reductive to say that the Super Nintendo version is just this like paint by numbers Capcom thing where they're just like, yeah, just do what we usually do and slap a coat of Aladdin paint on it and kick it out the door. These schmucks will buy it anyway. I think that's incredibly reductive because I don't think that's what happened here at all. I think there was a lot of effort that went into this. And if anything, I think it's it's representative of the the bar that Capcom set at this time for quality that if we're even talking about like, oh, well, yeah, it's it's your run of the mill Capcom platformer. Well, that's that's not derogatory in the least. And I know Chris didn't mean it that way, but like it, it bears repeating that like that bar is so high that there has to be 
a level of effort that went into this to make it what it is. You don't get this attention to detail when it comes to the the level layouts, level design, the intentional placement of enemies and obstacles and things that interactables, I suppose, would be the best way to put it, um, unless there was real effort that was put into it. Again, graphically, obviously it's going to be, you know, up to your personal preference, but I just really think that the, the, the vibrant nature of the Super Nintendo version supersedes the, the, I'm not going to say attempt because that in and of itself is, is again, reductive and I don't want to be that, but at the, the direction that they took with the Genesis version of making it like, we really want this to look like, you know, cells from the animated movie which is great, but I think when you're talking about video games as a medium, I think the presentational style that Capcom had really honed at this point and is on display here in the Super Nintendo version, I think it really makes it shine, quite figuratively and literally, honestly. And uh, so overall, as a package deal, like if you're like, I want to experience Aladdin but in video game form, I want it to feel like I'm playing the movie and feel is the important word here, because I feel I think at the end of the day, the the attention to like one to one matching of details as far as like the graphical presentation on the Genesis version is not enough to prop it up as like, oh, well, this this this, this is going to make it feel like you're playing Aladdin. There has to be that that intrinsic feeling of like i am i am experiencing aladdin as though i am playing through the movie and the feel the gameplay feel that the super nintendo version provides i think is much closer to what is presented on the screen in the theatrical release than what you get in the genesis version do you do you have a response chris it doesn't really matter if it necessarily more feels like the experience if it's just off-putting <laughs> if they could make it look more like aladdin then it's just someone who could just say that's aladdin and again you're right it's not this isn't me like slamming capcom i don't mean it as a derogatory term but there could be a lot of platformers that could have just been like this i feel like the experience that you get on the genesis is uniquely its own experience. Whereas I feel like the experience you get with Aladdin on the Super Nintendo kind of blends in with a lot of other Super Nintendo games at that time. I, I think it's a great game, but I just don't think it's anything special. Whereas I feel like the Genesis Aladdin version is that extra bit of special on the Sega Genesis because of the presentation it delivers. And you're right, the gameplay experience isn't necessarily equal. I think it's slightly lower. But at the end of the day, that presentation does put it up. And when you're talking about video games as a medium, immersion is just as important as gameplay. And I think the immersion level of playing a game where you are looking at something that looks like you're playing that movie is just as important as I'm jumping and doing flips. That's why I think that the Aladdin on the Sega Genesis is the better version. Final response, Shane. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I kind of <laughs> just feel like we're going back and forth. But I mean, it, it, I think that's really what it's coming down to. I think that's the the sort of important difference between our two viewpoints is that I just don't I, I don't think 
that the the presentational choices that they made, I don't think that's enough to justify saying that that is the better experience, because it seems like that's that's really the the, the crux of the argument for the Genesis version, apart from the, the people that are just like it got sword. But apart, apart from that, I, I think that's really <laughs> the big thing. And yeah. for the Super Nintendo version, I just feel like it has more going for it overall. Like I said, you get what I think is a better gameplay experience, which it's interesting because like the, the argument that I feel like is being made here is like, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you could, you could have any game that plays well, but like, it's, it's really the graphics that are making the difference here when in like almost any other scenario, we've always said that like the game (laughs) could look like it could be a fucking ASCII art, like, you know, roguelike, but as long as it plays well, gameplay is always what matters the most. So to me, I'm still going to stick with that and say that I think the the feeling of the game is just as if not more important than the presentation. And given that you're still getting an incredibly high production value presentation layer to the game, in addition to gameplay feel that I think makes it more like what you're seeing on the screen that that acrobatic nature to it that you don't really get in the genesis version plus you get the the sound design and the and the soundtrack that is arguably just better almost across the board than the genesis version Mm. i just feel like it's a better Mm. package deal so Mm. it's funny you say that it's funny (laughs) i forgot what i was even gonna say (laughs) but okay okay we, we, we all had enough to say, so I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. I'm not exactly sure how I was going to do this. I did start this whole thing saying that the Sega version was the better version because it looks better, you know, and, and I still think that it looks better. But I just want to talk about a few things that I forgot to talk about. The magic carpet in the Aladdin Genesis version, you jump on the carpet and it runs you into shit. Just for no fucking reason. You just kind of fly all around and it eventually takes you to your destination, but not in, not before you have to mash the B button, swinging your sword uh, in front of like three Yagos to get there. That was fucking annoying. Uh, you you mentioned the escape scene uh, for the Genesis version, how it's uh, much better, much faster. I kind of see it as a bit of a weakness because specifically when you're running, you're kind of like two thirds uh, in front uh, forward, which is not really a common thing to do with a platformer, which is fine, except they want you to jump at specific points to get these gems or one ups or and you don't know that they're there. And I don't think it's a reaction time thing. I think it's a, hey, we want you to play this again. Remember where they are. And I think I hate those kind of thing. <laughs> that to me, it was a problem for that part. But it's but other than that, it is a nice, fast paced, nice little what you called it. Uh, Endless runners. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it, that is what it felt like before that was a thing. Let's see. You said that. The Super Nintendo was a paint by numbers platformer. And I thought that was like kind of funny in the sense that um, I don't agree because they did add I, I they did add the bouncing and the swinging. Well, I guess the bouncing is kind of like a normal platformer thing. You jump on things, you kill it. Haha. 
but I think the swinging was like really, uh, I don't know if there was anything else that really used swinging. Uh, and, and you know, like Donkey Kong country doesn't really count in my opinion, like just swinging from, uh, like all these little portions and, and like Shane said, like it does really make it seem more like the movie. I think all in all, Aladdin on the Super Nintendo feels like the movie, while the Aladdin on the Genesis looks like the movie. And I think they both do those things super well. Super Nintendo is like this perfect platformer, like kind of all in one. And then the Genesis is like a make it pretty. And oh, now it's super pretty. Now make sure you can jump and attack. And that's kind of how I felt uh, after playing both games uh, twice in the last three to four days to ensure that I got uh, a good, good playthrough of it. I don't know if you knew this and uh, tell me if either of you guys know this. Did you know that the Genesis has a final cut version? I did not no. know that. No. Yeah. So on the release and I don't know if it was on the previous release, but on the release on the switch, and I guess it came out on everything else, too. It has Aladdin, Lion King, and the Jungle Book. And it has both versions, the Genesis and the Super Nintendo version, that you can play. But it also has a demo version of the Sega Genesis game. And it also has a Final Cut version. And as explained on the actual um, game, it says that if the developers had the time to put these changes into the game they would have and this would have been the final version hmm. which leads me to believe that it may have been a little rushed and there are little instances where you kind of see that such as the rug part where you're like dodging the rocks there's these little items that you're supposed to be collecting as you're flying do you know what those items are because i fucking don't Yes, it's no, no, me neither. But in the final cut, it actually collects them. So it's like, ah, it's like one of the things that they didn't do or whatever. I think the bosses in the Genesis version, they have like they don't have enough time between the part where you kill them and the changing of the screens where it says level complete. It almost feels like super anticlimactic. So after I beat the snake Jafar, it's just like do 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 level complete. <laughs> and then I kiss Jasmine and then the end. It kind of felt very like, oh, I didn't feel the ultimate like ending of everything blowing up, even though it's just a snake. Those are like the little things that I didn't get to talk about that I wrote down. I wanted to make sure I said them. So let's go down this little category thing here and kind of do this one by one. Plot writing. Uh, I think the writing in the Super Nintendo version was slightly better. It seems like Chris agreed uh, that the plot was better uh, put together than the Sega Genesis version. Uh, but regardless of what one would say, uh, I would probably give the plot and writing to the Super Nintendo version. Uh, gameplay absolutely would give it to the Super Nintendo version. Uh, I think the gameplay on the Sega Genesis is super basic. All in all, it does look prettier, looks better in my opinion. But as Shane said, it feels like Aladdin and it definitely shows. Graphics, 100% hands down uh, to, the, to the Genesis. It, I, and again, it still blows me away to this day. Music and sound. I think it'd be like even <laughs> there. I don't think it really 
is very standout for either one. Even though I said the, the Sega Genesis part, uh, the, the music pissed me off. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's awful. So uh, with that said, uh, you know, if if we're doing this similar to uh, other podcasts that we currently do, it really doesn't matter uh, about what categories get more of the points. <laughs> Overall, I, I truly think if I was to choose between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo, it really is uh, a matter of uh, mood. <laughs> yeah, like because I, I can guarantee that there will be times where I would want to play the Genesis version because of how pretty it looks and i'd want to show people that don't know what the game looks like oh i gotta show you this because this is from 1993 you show me another game that looks like this in 1993 and then i play one level and then i'm done (laughs) (laughs) and then the super nintendo version (laughs) is what i want to play when i'm by myself because i love capcom platformers and it, it's a full it's a full like front to back kind of complete package in my opinion you can kind of take that as I pick Super Nintendo over Sega. Uh, I don't really see it that way. But that is my final opinion on the matter. And I'm sticking to it. I will say that bringing me from Sega Genesis is the better looking game. And I thought it was better in the beginning to where I am now is a completely different place. So that's all I have to say. Well, there you go. You successfully picked the middle of the road <laughs> <laughs> did i though did i, I mean I, kinda, I don't know but i i mean i i think i think you make good points i think i hinted at uh <laughs> one over the other but mm-hmm. like i didn't mm-hmm. you know i i i don't the super nintendo one's better okay it's definitely better <laughs> in almost every way except for the graphics ah Ooh. i said it there <laughs> there we go but then again Boo. that's my opinion and you can blame it on the fact that i am the uh, nintendo host uh-huh. there mm. you go i'm glad that you picked the soulless version of aladdin I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah there you have it all right well there we go the the epic debate for the ages is uh finally come to a close part two coming soon yeah oh god please no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i say between uh between dark souls and this we, we've been getting some some hefty some chonky boys lately as far as the episodes go but uh we we have i expect yeah it. yeah i think you know it it needed things needed to be said so here we are <laughs> But hey, you know, at any rate, as always, uh, first and foremost, we'd like to thank our uh, our, our guest judge and Nintendo host, uh, Tiger. So thank you for joining us again. Traitor! Hey, listen, man. Thank you, can't you for having me. I, for seeing I, the light. I, I loved, I loved playing through these games. Not, to, not only because they're only like one hour games. Yeah. <laughs> but... But it, it did bring me back to a good time when I, I I have played both games before and I was I was very happy to revisit that. Always happy to be on. So looking forward to be on the next one, which is scheduled sometime in the future. Very, very near future. 1080 snowboarding, baby. Yeah, because winter Christmas. Things. Hell yeah. Yes. I'm going to go back and hopefully not regret the decision to play that game again now because i got a lot of fond memories so that may turn out badly we'll see 
But uh, so, you know, as we usually do, we always give the opportunity. So, so Tiger, is there anything that you'd like to let the people at home know about what you got going on? Boop, boop, doo. I'm on Twitter. L-P-T-Y-G-E-R. <laughs> That's all I do. Nothing else. I just type things and post pictures of my meals. That's Sweet. all. So if you want to say things to me about my podcast stuff on Retro Hangover, please feel free to reply to one of my things that have nothing to do with retro hangover. And, and I will happily give my d- two cents for one, one information. Thanks. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, uh, Please. as far as we're concerned, we're, we're maybe a little bit more ubiquitous out there as far as the, the, <laughs> the social medias and the what not to go. So as Chris mentioned earlier, when we were talking about the pontifications of our patrons, we do have a link tree, so you can find all of our stuff there. So if you are interested, uh, if this is your first time around these parts, or perhaps you're a repeat listener, but you've just never, you know, went and engaged further, well, just, you know, now's the time. And, you know, we, we make it easy for you. So just head over to uh, Linktree slash Retro Hangover and, uh, you know, choose the, the nice blue shiny looking button that suits you the best if you'd like to perhaps join uh, the ranks of the patrons and uh, get in on exclusive audio content as well as, you know, the ability to, uh, to vote on episode topics and, and things like that. Just doing, doing cool patron stuff. Then you can do that. Uh, we do have a merch store, so you can check out some of our t-shirts and stickers and all those fun things. And we also got our socials as well as the YouTube channel. And we do things over on Twitch, the, you know, they don't involve hot tubs or, you know, boobs. I mean, usually, uh, but, you know, yeah, but, but we boobs. do we do things over there that you might find entertaining. So, I don't know, Chris, what, what do we do at the Twitch television? Well, if you stop by twitch.tv slash retro hangover, uh, you can see us show our boobs, except we don't show our boobs. Uh, that'd be weird. But head over to twitch.tv slash retro hangover and I'm You're PM. supposed to be getting them to want to go, Chris. That's not helping. <laughs> oh. Oh. Is it not? Well, though? maybe we'll show a boob. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we don't know. Show up and let us know whether or not you want to see our boobs. All you got to do is put on the uh, same thing that Aladdin has on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. fun fact, by the way, I, I'm totally derailing this like fucking shilling pitch here, but, uh, I would just like yeah. to say that I, I did not realize this until one year I did a uh, a Captain Toad cosplay for a con, <laughs> and I realized that Toad's outfit is just like a mushroom cap hat away from basically being Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, you can interchange, you can just buy a whole ass Aladdin costume and a Toad hat. And you're you're, both. you're basically Toad, so there you go. <laughs> That's knowledge that you didn't need, but now you have. And you can have more of that knowledge if you head to our Twitch streams at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday nights. There, there you we go. go. We brought it back. Get it there. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well. All right. I suppose with with all of that being said, until next time. Play with your... The Genesis version is fucking better! (laughs) Fuck you, joysticks. (laughs) 
Shane here with a quick message. You know, the one rule Chris and I have always gone by regarding advertisements is this. It has to be something we use and can personally vouch for. If you know me, you know I love coffee. And Bones Coffee Company has been my go-to for home brewing for quite some time now. Their small batch beans come in an impressive variety of flavors like Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space or Electric Unicorn, which I swear tastes exactly like Fruity Pebbles. And the best part? No added sugar or calories involved, just natural flavors infused right into the beans themselves. Build your own sample pack of five four ounce bags to find out which flavors speak to you, or jump in head first with full 12 ounce bags. They've even got K-Cups. Step up your homebrew game with Bones Coffee by visiting bit.ly slash RHP Bones. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash R-H-P-B-O-N-E-S.